From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, happy fifth birthday, Nintendo Switch. And 2022 is looking like 2017 all over again. Give us a pokey break already, Game Freak. We're not getting Breath of the Wild 2 this year, are we? not nope. i don't know i mean I, I, I have i have different opinions on that but we'll we'll talk i will about say them. i was very very wrong about uh you know speaking of 2017 i was very wrong about mario odyssey i thought that was just <laughs> goofy like filler footage they showed the initial switch you know reveal uh, reveal yeah and then i also was like there's no fucking way it's coming out in 2017 and i was wrong on both counts so with that with that being said i don't think that I just feel like this isn't going to come out until it gets to bridge a hard a new hardware gap. Mm, maybe um, that would be weird if both of them did that. If both of the Breath of the Wilds were in between <laughs> systems, you know, because Breath of the Wild is still a Wii U game, or it was. We did have that one rumor Wii U about game. the the Nvidia leak. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, Jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah, this is our this is Nintendo Main. Welcome to Nintendo Main, episode three hundred and ten. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about. Uh, Switch leaks and Nintendo birthdays and and the best Zelda game of all time and all that stuff. And speaking of that, uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey. Majora's Mask is still the best. Johnson. All right. Good night, everybody. No, just kidding. Uh, I'm Jeremy. Fortnite Guitar Hero. Bandcamp Edition. Mikowski. I'm John. Free Guy Knitter. So we should probably talk about some world news stuff, I guess, because we haven't really done that in a while. But just to start off with that. Uh, I'm not really. I haven't really been following the Ukraine stuff that much. I know it sucks, and that one lady yeah. with the with the seeds is great. That's about all I got from it. But yeah, I've been trying to follow what I can in the in the news, but I don't know. It's just like it's depressing, and there's a lot of misinformation, which usually is easy to figure out. But don't ever think you can't be fooled, as they say. So oh sure, I've yeah. just been trying to like be careful about the media I'm consuming and all that in in relation to it, but. There is a creator of the EverDrive, actually, uh, is I didn't know, uh, Crix, which is the name of the company, is based out of Ukraine, is based out of Ukraine, and he was in a basement the last I knew and is unable to continue shipping out EverDrive. So it's just kind of crazy. Like this affects everybody. Not to say like you know, mm-hmm. not to say like the guy who makes EverDrives, I know him personally or whatever, but you just see like the effects, like the ripples of of what war causes and like yeah even into the video game industry that it can be so, felt kind of that directly i mean there are people there there are people that live there that make stuff so i mean no it all makes sense it just games come all over from all over the place i just remember seeing like the tweet because i i follow them on twitter and just being like we're in the basement right now we just heard a couple explosions and something's on fire nearby and i'm just like oh wait that's the everdrive right and i like yeah i clicked the link and that's what it was so 
thoughts, prayers, whatever I can send that way. And I don't actually know the person's name. Maybe I should have looked that up, but I think they're fine. Probably just going by, you know, cricks or whatever. That's their name on Twitter. Yeah, the um, deputy prime minister of Ukraine uh, just today actually sent out a tweet urging Microsoft and Sony to bar Russian players amid the invasion. And I just thought, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, EA erased Russia from FIFA following uh, FIFA's own decision to not allow, allow Russia to play. Um, Do they decide not to, or are they still allowing them to play? They are. They decided not to, yeah. Oh, that must have been recent, because last I heard yeah. they were still allowed to. Yeah, yeah. I saw that Sonic 2 is not releasing in Russia. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of out of nowhere, yeah. but they're like, you can't have knuckle. You can't have knuckles. No knuckles for you. Yeah, a lot of movies. Bat- the Batman's not coming out there. Yeah, yep. movies are not releasing there, and yeah, fuck them. Don't send you. Don't send you. Everything we can there. do to cut them off and squeeze them until they go home. I mean, it's kind of. It's not the best way to combat a war by not releasing movies there. No, but I mean, because it's not really. And as yeah. far as sanctions go, like they are effective to an extent, but you know, millions of people are going to suffer that don't want this war, but they can't yeah. really protest it without fear for their lives. Without getting, yeah, without getting killed. So probably. it's kind of a fucked up place for the Russian people. And I feel really bad for them. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of them that, you know, fuck them that are pro invasion, but as right. for like the common everyday human being, you, that has nothing to do with the, the decisions that are being made here. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we can do it. And I especially of course feel bad for the people of Ukraine. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah, There's not a lot more to say than that as far as like I can, because it's like it kind of seems like it's almost a universal everybody versus Russia here. There's a couple allies and there's a couple that have chosen not to speak up, I guess. Like Fox News? (laughs) Well, I'm talking like (laughs) and and Trump and and Trumpy (laughs) and Trumpy boy. The CPAC. Right. Those conservatives. As far as locally, yeah, that's true. But yeah, just as far as on a global level, though, it's almost like a unilaterally united against the invasion and then there's a couple countries that have chosen to remain neutral and then there's i think that's pretty much it like i don't think china has remarked on it but they probably are just dealing with their own sort of similar thing right now or rather perpetrating their own similar thing i should say kind of close to them so i mean they're all around there so i don't know yeah yeah it's uh it sucks and uh yeah our we as a podcast go out and our thoughts go out to Ukraine and all that stuff. I don't really, like I said, I haven't really kept that much on it up on it. So I don't really have much to say aside from the stuff that we pointed out about on the video game side. Other, we can move on to other news. Uh, the mask mandate has been lifted in Illinois this week. Yep. I just wanted to ask Jeremy about Monday. it because uh, you work in a restaurant and I, I worked on a shoot on Monday, but it was like kind of an independent thing. I felt like it was like maybe like 60, 40%, I guess. It was weird because like all the like the top tiers of all the different departments were like not wearing masks, but the people under them were. So it's like so like the dir- director of photography was like we're not wearing a mask, but like all the like grips and like and like the gaffer and all that were wearing masks. It's like it seemed weird. There was like a really weird mask hierarchy thing going on here, and like the directors weren't wearing masks, and like the eighties weren't wearing masks, yeah. and the actors weren't, but like everybody else, like the you know like the props department and like. And like the whoever's the head of like the set design wasn't wearing one, but everybody who's working for him was wearing one. So it's like, I don't know. I wasn't sure if they were 
doing this because of the mask thing, or they just didn't wear masks, didn't want to wear masks. I don't know. I mean, I'm still, I got like a good 90 days or whatever that I'm supposed to be okay, so I'm not that worried about it anymore. But, but yeah, it was just kind of, I was wondering, I was like, is this some sort of effect on from the thing? I'm really interested to see what's happening with Black Ink, because I haven't worked with them since the mask mandate was lifted, but I feel like most of the people on there weren't really that excited about wearing masks, so they might just not be there when I come back. I don't know. But what is what is it like at uh, Black Dog? Right. Okay. So the mask mandate was lifted officially on Monday of this week. Today, today's Wednesday. Well, when we record, and my boss had sent out a group message on our, you know, on our like app that we use to as a as a thing to communicate with each other, and um, he was like, "Hey, you know, there's a lot of things to deal with, and this has been crazy." Blah blah blah. You know the the normal stuff. And he's like, "Well, now that the." the mandates being lifted we've already decided to take the signs down so customers aren't even going to be recommended to wear one anymore they'll just just because no nobody's been wearing them anyway like that quickly just walk in without them yeah and walk out with they're not really enforcing it much no nowhere really does like i i guess what they did up in chicago when i was there so maybe i I was yeah whenever whenever that was happening where people like weren't wearing masks in stores and stuff i was like yeah i was like y'all need to get bouncers is what you need you need to get some bouncers just like bars do just get a just get some security people for the door you know and just that's how you do it because have them carry some masks with them and block the door and be like suddenly be bouncers and yeah yeah. i know that would cost more for the company and they don't want to actually pay more people their jobs are already stressful enough without like making them have to get physical or whatever. But anyway, long story short, my boss was like, if anyone has any concerns, let me know. But I am probably going to make it mask optional for the employees. And then the next day he just updated it with masks are now optional for employees. That's all he said. So as of today, I think that's when they started to. But you haven't worked. Have you worked this week yet there? I worked Monday, but everybody was still doing it the old way then. It's interesting because some of the some of the companies that I follow, like through Facebook, like video game bars and toy stores and stuff like that, are taking different steps. Like I know, like uh, Sam at Toy Dejure is still like they're still remaining max masks on at all times, like with their with their place. But like uh, Logan Arcade is like saying like mass masks are optional now, but you still need vaccine cards to come in. So some people are doing that, you know, which doesn't really mean that much because you'll still get it. You just, it just won't be as bad, you know? I mean, we both got, we both, I got vaxxed three times and I still got COVID. So like, you know, I don't really understand that where it's like, oh, if you have, and maybe people just think that if you got vaxxed, you're not going to spread it, but you totally are. It's possible for you to do it. Even, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't know. I don't know anymore, but I'll probably keep wearing mine for a while and keep an eye on things and. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Some planning people on, are going to keep yeah. wearing it. I'm not planning on taking mine off anytime soon. Like I'm doing, I'm going to keep it on. Like it's. Too, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I've been too weird for me. Healthier the last couple of years than I have many other years, you know, previously. So a lot of that probably has to do with not breathing in as much gross stuff, just in general. So it seems like it does a pretty good job, and you know, I already wear like I don't just have my hair out. I have my hair put up under a hat. I wear gloves. I'm not just touching stuff with my bare skin, you know, like what's different about like that extra level of protection of having a mask on while I'm making food for people. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, a. it just makes sense. I mean, you got to wear like beard nets and stuff, right. For some places that are almost like masks, you know, so your, so your hair doesn't get in the food. Like, 
What's the difference? I don't know. I mean, they're like the pantyhose version of masks, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's, <laughs> but it's close. Like, if you just pull it up a little bit, it'd be the same thing. They're like those novelty masks that people had that were like see-through. They're like, well, if you have to wear a mask, then at least get one that looks sexy. Yeah, it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of an irritating thing just because you know that it's like, oh, well, the numbers are down. It's like, well, the numbers are down because everybody got COVID during Christmas. And they're all like in the time where they can't get it anymore right now. That's why the number is going down. That's the gamble. So like in a couple, so in a couple months, it's all going to hit again. And it's Mm -hmm. just, and that's not really an answer. I don't think to anything. And people are going to think that it got solved somehow just because we stopped wearing masks or some shit. And it's just going to be annoying. You know, that's what, I don't know. That's what I think. And it's just going to be really dumb to hear people. Oh, like, you know, we didn't do anything and it worked. It's like, well, uh, no. <laughs> no, it. I mean, no, it didn't. It didn't. Nothing. Yes. I was speculating somewhat cynically, of course. Maybe they're just like, well, there could be a nuclear apoc- apocalypse city day now. So yeah, fuck it. It doesn't matter anymore. I thought for I thought for Illinois, like uh, you know, the governor's getting getting a reelection. You'll all get to wear a different so. kind of masks soon enough. I felt like Pritzker was trying to get a uh, trying to get the downstate uh, Republican people to like him by. Saying that you don't have to wear masks anymore, or if anything, that's take what I got a, from take, it. Take away an edge they have over him in that regard. Yeah, they can stop calling him a whatever, a dictator for making you wear masks. He sucks. Stupid. Okay, <laughs> I put Stupid. a sign in my yard. That's how I feel about it, man. <laughs> Do people have signs in their yards and 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 uh, champagne about that? Yeah, there's just signs that just say Pritzker sucks. They've been. Uh, I've, I've oh, I've before. I've never seen those, but I see a lot of Trump flags right after he got. He w- came into office pretty much. So I've been seeing those everywhere. I, I see a lot of Trump flags in Indiana still because Indiana's a stupid shitty. Oh place. yeah, those are all over the place. But yeah, here, even here. <laughs> but it's like yeah, they're still there. Like those people are like he's still one. And apparently he's running again. But we, let's not talk about that because I don't want to depress our, our listeners here, and and the uh, hosts here as well, and talk about that asshole anymore. But yeah, masks wear them. They can help you. They're cool. Just pre- just pretend that you're a Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat or a mm-hmm. Scorpion or one of those other ninja people. It's neat. Or like when someone pisses you off, you can like say "fuck you." Just don't actually say it. Just move around. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't see it. Say it under your breath. You can just walk around with his mouth open all day long, and nobody will notice. That's true. Yeah, you can fill it. You can fill it with snacks, granola, <laughs> cereal. Oatmeal. It's got to be a pretty tight mask for for it to not fall out when you do that. Also, like you know, masks are in Splatoon. Japanese people have been wearing masks for years. It's been a thing, a long time. They were ahead of it. Cute colors and patterns to accessorize. <laughs> Enough about that. Let's talk about something more exciting, like what we've been playing for the week and what we got. Uh, why don't we just jump right into Pokemon Arceus? Because I know Jeremy and I both have stuff to say about that. So we'll talk about that right off the bat here. Uh, I made it to credits, so I beat it finally. Hell yeah! Beat it, beat it last week. So I got there. It, I was, I was pretty damn close. And that you ending, were really close. That ending, not to like spoil anything, but it's so like anticlimactic. Like you don't really do anything. Yeah. It just does it for you. I guess you have like another like dodge thing that you have to do. Which whenever you, whenever you die on those, uh, on those bosses, do you like restart or do you just uh, stay from wherever you were? Oh, I continue from where I was. I'm not gonna fuck with those. Oh, I, I restart. I restarted. So I restarted the whole battle every time. I'm like, I can beat this no. battle without dying. So, because it's not that no, hard. It's not that hard. It's just. It might not be that hard, but I rather than the repetition of this stupid thing. Yeah, I only did it like 
I maybe I think like the last the last last regular boss that wasn't that one the one before that mm-hmm. I died like three or four times, and I was like really annoyed with it. But eventually I got it. I don't know. Yeah, that part's not my favorite part. But it, I made it. I made it through the credits finally. I got the two. You know, I got the two big Pokemon that are from Brilliant and Diamond. I know that's a spoiler, but come on, we knew that. We all knew they were going to be in there. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew. I knew. Yeah. So I'm. So I'm in post game now. I went and saw the. There's professor. a lot to do. Because I didn't really like do much of the story. You missions. didn't do any of the subquests, so I don't. So, I mean, you got you got a so, lot to do. Last week when I told you I had, hadn't run into any shinies, it's because I never did that quest. Like I didn't even know about it. So you never did I think this, you have the, to do the mini the mini mission quest. I think you have to do that quest and get that shiny whatever it was. Did you ever find a Sherum? Did you find one of those? I don't know what that is. It's a. It, it's like a. It's like a plant Pokemon that kind of looks like a cherry or something. It's it. It was a thing I posted a few weeks ago. Like people were having a fit about it because they're like next to impossible to find. Like through some sort of glitch or something, they have like a very small spawn rate, and you find them in trees and moving trees. And I have oh. I have like one I have one Pokemon that will evolve into Cherim, but I only have one that I caught out of a tree. And I played the game for sixty hours, and I and I've shook every fucking tree that that's moving. So. Yeah, it's it's a thing. I was wondering if you actually had gotten one because apparently it's very very hard to get one. Like they appear like at a one percent rate or something stupid like that. How's it so, spelled? S H C H. It's like C H E R R I M. I think is what it is. It's oh, a sure. the mission is number seventeen. The submission because because it's the one that I never beat because I didn't have it. And and I still haven't beat it yet. Well, because I have to take the other Pokemon and evolve it, and then do you basically you have to have a full Pokedex of that character to beat that mission. So if you can't find that Pokemon, you're not going to be able to beat the mission. So, yeah. But uh, in the in the Pokemon Presents, they had a Pokemon Presents that happened on Sunday, like in between shows here. They talked a little bit about. They added some extra stuff to Pokemon Arceus. I'm sure you've done that on your system, like put a. The code is just uh, Arceus Adventure. You just type it in for the uh, for the mystery. Where gift. do I do that? I have not done that. Uh, you go to you pause the game and you go to mystery gifts, and it's I think it's like by the internet settings where you save. Oh. I think that's where it is, and and you go to mystery gifts and and you just say like code and then you type in the code and you get thirty you get thirty of each of the good uh, Pokeballs, which is cool. So you get like ninety more Pokeballs, and plus I think it also. Does it also unlock the addition the additional missions that came with the update? Because there's new stuff that are on there that wasn't on there before, apparently. Uh, the massive mass outbreaks, I think, were added. Okay, so you, you have, don't so you don't I have, have to done. do the you don't have to do the gift for that because I did I did do some of those with Munchlax and like yeah. the and the Hisuians, whatever the fuck they are, it's like the the cats with the weird I don't know weird point thing coming out of their heads. I don't I don't know how to describe it, but. I'd never seen them before, but all of a sudden they appeared and I caught a couple of them. And I also like beat all of them with the characters that I had. And so mm-hmm. I could get, so I could like do all their Pokedex by doing that, by just by hitting them with like one certain type and you get all the shit. And, uh, you know, you get the, the gifts from professor. I mean, this isn't really that much of a surprise either. I guess we could say it after you beat the game, you go back and you talk to the professor and he gives you the other two Pokemon. So you have all three of the starters, which is great. So, and I've and I've evolved all of those to their highest form, and I also maxed out all of their uh, Pokedex pages. So I've been I've been focused on just like filling out the Pokedex. I think I have two hundred, and there's like two hundred and seventy five or something like that total. So I'm not. So I guess I'm okay. I don't know. And I, and I'm, I'm uh, at one eighty something, so I'm not too far behind you. And I'm uh, I'm level nine. I got like star nine, 
Oh, nice. I'm close. I'm at like, I've got like 4,000 something to get to nine. So it's actually not that close. I'm like halfway to 10. I think I need like wow. 25, 25,000 experience or something like that. I got a bunch of star power because I. Oh, so is it 50,000 between nine and 10? That would make sense. I guess. I don't know. I never really looked at the numbers. It was 10,000 between eight and nine. And it was 20,000 total at that point. I never looked at the numbers until you mentioned them on here. So I never looked at what the experience stuff was. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I still have I still have a lot of Pokedexes to fill out. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of stuff I can do to make it up to 10. But it, but if I don't get there and I still fill out the Pokedex and do the end game or whatever, I don't really care that much about getting a number 10 star or whatever. Because I don't think it really does anything anymore. Like once you get past like seven or eight or whatever. When it doesn't really have anything to do with the story anymore, which I did, which never affected me because I got to like level seven, like before I even got to the second boss. So it was like I I played it wrong. Like I just just because I went just wanted to catch Pokemon, so I just kept po- caught Pokemon and just kept like leveling up and leveling up. Yeah, you up broke it a little up. bit. That's how I wanted to play it, though. I didn't want to play the I didn't want to play the the story. I wanted to catch the Pokemon, and I did I did a lot of the submissions because I normally do that in RPGs. I do the I do the side missions as many as I can, and then I do the main mission. And then I go back to doing all the side missions that I do the main mission. Blah, blah, blah. That's how I played Xenoblade Chronicles also. Just side missions for days because they, they were fun. I don't think I have share them. Yeah, you probably don't. because. Uh, but I did put in the code. They're, so very, hard, they're very hard to get. Yeah, Arceus Adventure. Get yourself those extra Pokeballs and all that. It, it was nice to get 30 more. I mean, it's a decent amount and all that stuff. But yeah, some of those uh, some of those missions, like the catching the leg- legendaries or whatever they are after the credits, some of them are kind of hard. Like that one, uh, you probably did this already. Like the one where you go to like the Fire Island, and you have to catch the you have to get the mud balls and throw it at the, and throw it at the guy to like yeah. calm him down. I kept fucking dying in that, and it was really pissing me off. I didn't. I I'm actually <laughs> proud of myself for figuring out that I had to throw the mud balls at him because I, he did. He killed me multiple times. And I was like, maybe I have to throw something at him because they make you do that with the other ones. So then I noticed there's mud balls laying everywhere. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's shit. that's why. It's right, pretty obvious. Yeah, right <laughs> when I got there, I saw mud balls all over the floor, and I was like, oh, you must throw, you must have to throw mud balls at this fucker. So I did. I threw mud balls at him, but it was just I don't know. Like the the dodging was weird, and he kept attacking me, and I and I died like three times, and I'm like, this fucking sucks. But then I, I finally did it, and all I needed was to get because my characters are so fucking maxed out that I just need to. Just let one of my guys get at him, and I'll just mm-hmm. kill him. Even though there was a there was a battle that I did against that guy. You know, we have to fight the guy on the beach, on like the preview beach or whatever it's called. And uh, I, I was the first time I was fighting because I didn't have a uh, because I had brought a bunch of new Pokemon into my party that weren't that strong. So I only had like maybe two or three that I could actually fight his guys. And yeah. there's this one move that I do. It was either a move where I was poisoned or something like that, but I beat all of his people, and then my Pokemon died after that, my last one, so I lost, and I was so pissed off. Oh, shit. It, it counted as a loss? Yeah, because I, cause I had, like, I was poisoned or something, and I destroyed his Pokemon, uh, and then I still took a little bit of damage, and my Pokemon still died, so I still lost all of my Pokemon. So I was like, fuck. Yikes. So then I had to start all over again. You're probably farther on the, on the, on the stuff that I am, right? Post-credits. Honestly, thing. I don't know, because... I still have a hard time wrapping my head around about how I'm filling out the Pokedex. I mean, I kind of get it, but I'm so ADD that I just, honestly, I just like to keep going from level to level randomly, just cruising at low altitude for alphas, try to catch alphas and then pick up all the purple balls. I see. And it's pretty much what I've been doing for all of the post game. Like 
I did go and I did a few story missions. Like I hadn't figured out how to do. So I hadn't even made the shop able to sell more than the initial couple of items. Like, cause I didn't. Oh, you didn't do any of those missions. Oh, you probably didn't do the missions where you got the new outfits either. Where you go and get the different different colored Pokemon. Well, I've done that with the hairstyles a little bit. So I have started to kind of do a little bit of that. I didn't do it with the clothes yet, but I did do it with the uh, hairstyles. And then also the uh, guy, he's got two, it's like a two-part name, but he's down in the basement of the of the academy or whatever. Yeah. And um, I, it took me, like, I'd already seen credits before I actually found him. Like, yeah. I didn't know there was that room down there because it's kind of hard to find. So when the shopkeeper's like, give Hardy Grain to him, I'm like, where the fuck is he? I couldn't find him. So <laughs> turns out I could have like set a marker probably and found him, but I didn't. Know. Yeah, you can set a marker and it'll show you where the stuff is. But a lot of those. Well, I know that now. I think we mentioned it when uh, Smashing Theory was here, but the thing that kind of sucks is sometimes it'll only show you where the person is. So the guy's like, go out and get these Pokemon. It'll just show you where the person is that you bring the Pokemon yeah. to. It won't tell you where to go. So you just have to go try to figure it out. So th- or those, sometimes so those like he'll tell you he'll tell you where to go to get the item sometimes. But like I remember Crunchy Salt. I was like, where's the oh, shit? Yeah, Crunchy Salt's everywhere. Which, which I found a bunch yeah, of. Now them I afterwards. see it all over the place. But I went to I, a shop in town and they were selling it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just do that. I, I think it's all it's over this. I think it's all over the snow level, maybe. Because I, I just I see them everywhere on the ground. Like the crunchy yeah. salt. Maybe it's more than it was more one like of the, the items mountain. that you made the bomb out of right like one of the pokemon you fought one of the alphas that you fought you had to use the crunchy salt bombs on him or whatever oh probably yeah yeah it was part of a mission i think the the only thing i make ever is uh is revives and potions and balls that's the only thing i, I don't make, make I, I, don't, I don't make anything I just else buy everything yeah I, I just well I, I don't have that much money well probably because i spent all my money on having extra pockets because I, I don't know how much i spent on that probably like over two hundred thousand, at least, maybe three hundred thousand, on that fucking asshole that like keeps charging more and more and more for each for more pocket space. Yeah, I went to I went to a certain extent with that. And then He's like the super evil Hestu from. Uh, I just don't carry a lot of shit around with me. Yeah, I have like the the basics, and then if I know I'm going in somewhere where it's going to be harder, then I'll load up my inventory more. But if I'm just cruising around, I don't. I just need some potions and maybe a couple revives, and I'm good to go. What was I going to say? Oh, uh. So like my, I'm up to 91 alphas. That's what I have as uh, as of my last counting. I've actually went in and I separated them. And yeah, I did that. Kind of went through and was having a little bit of fun organizing my Pokemon earlier this week. So, you know, I actually went through and uh, I, I figured out how to evolve the EVs. Like I, I didn't know about all the like the evolution stuff, so I had to look that up. Oh, you didn't know about too. the evolutions and all that. You didn't but do I, any of but that. But I had for, all the uh, I had all the items to do it. So I just made all these different. Uh, eon things and then i uh evolved a couple other things just to make sure they were in the pokedex but yeah i've just been kind of tying up loose ends and in the meantime just flying around in circles and trying to find cool alphas to catch doing my best to not actually fight and when you catch an alpha without having to fight it especially if it's a new one you don't have yet it's pretty cool such a good feeling yeah yeah Yeah, i did a bunch of that even though i've had a something's been weird lately on there where like i throw the balls at them like from the back and it'll like bounce off them, like instead of mm-hmm. it just like because it's supposed to. You're supposed to catch them by surprise and have a higher chance of catching them. But a couple times I had to turn around and look at me before I could actually throw a ball at them for to to like catch yeah. them, which is really annoying because I'm like it's but, been happening to me too. But that's my thing. I, I always like do the behind the. It's what you're supposed to. You're supposed to sneak around and do like yeah. the 
you do like the sneak up attack and all that. And I'm like, what the, what the it's fuck? fun. I like throw the, I like to throw the ball and then immediately like walk and hide. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever they like spring out, if they do, they don't see me that way. You can just cheese it over and over again. I like doing the rapid fire. If I, if I can, like I'll try to do like three at four at a time. I'll be like, just like throw a bunch of them out there. But, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I have, I've been trying not to catch that much anymore, actually, because I'm like, I have way too many. I'll just do whatever it is to max out the page and, and not, and, and do the one that doesn't involve catching more of them. Because it, it's really, it's really easy for you to, ma- for you to max out the Pokedex for, like you said, it was, you kind of got distracted on it. Basically, you know, it'll say, like, you have to do a certain thing. It'll be like, attack this one with a bunch of, like, psychic types or, or like, use the, or see it use this move, which you can do if you already have it. You can just have your own character use it. Or, like, catch a certain amount or defeat in a certain amount. And there's, like, numbers, you know, there. And whenever they, like, get highlighted, like, in little boxes, that counts for one point. So, like, if you, if there's, like, four boxes, that'll count as, like, four plus whatever you already have on the on the Pokedex. So you can count it out. And you can do, you can get, like, a ten pretty quickly on a lot of them. Like, that's that's what I was doing with, uh, with my, uh, with, like, the starters that I got, like, the new starters. So I was, like... I was like, oh, okay, here's, all right, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. And then you go, and you go and talk to the guy, and then it fills into 10, and then you, like, evolve, and you get another one, and then, you know, and so forth, and all that. And that's that's the best way to do it. Like, would just look at, it'll show you, like, what's not checked off, you know, and that's what it counts for as numbers. So it's actually really easy to do, the Pokedex filling up is. Because there only has to be 10. And, and, you, and you can't even get higher than 10. Like, even if you completely fill a whole one, it won't even make a mark on your decks or anything that you did that. No, it, but it'll still count towards your experience. So I guess. Yeah. But I mean, you can do that. I mean, you, you got plenty of Pokemon. I've been completing a lot of entries without knowing what I'm doing. Like it's just been happening, happening. I'm sure at some point it just kind of happens naturally. If you're just catching Pokemon slow down, you know, yeah. or just, or just fighting Pokemon or whatever you're doing, it'll just happen. Those massive mass outbreaks are fun though. Cause you can really just be like, catch, 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 catch like so quick. And then you're like, well, why did I do that? I guess just no, no, I got 30 Geo dudes. Cool, <laughs> you know. But I have seen some for the first time in those, so maybe that's going to make it easier to get these weird ones you're talking yeah. about. I mean, the, yeah, a lot of the weird ones you get from those time ones too, the time bubbles that appear and all that, where you jump in there, and that's where they can have the Pokemon from the future that shouldn't exist yet, where you can catch Porygons and stuff like that that shouldn't that shouldn't be there, but that's how you find them. Yeah, I caught a Porygon. Um, yeah, I don't really. I just started to understand those things too, the, the distortions. And then I thought, you know, that once the dome formed, you were already in it. But that's not the case. Like it, it takes like a good like three or four minutes for it to actually go from being the dome to for the, the time. Actual. Yeah, for the time start stuff to start. So I was out. in the middle of fighting a. Well, I, you know, I was like chasing down a, a an alpha without being seen, and then it just disappeared. It was crazy. It just vanished, and all these other ones started showing up. But yeah, I got Mr. Mime through there too. I'm not sure if you can get him anywhere else, but that's where I got Mr. Mime. I think I have a Mr. Mime. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe I don't. Like I was trying to avoid those time bubbles towards the end because they get really hard. And it's and you yeah. can kind of get stuck in there and all of a sudden you get like four guys attacking you at once and you can get killed real easily. And that's why you got a Braviary out of there. Yeah, well, I didn't have a Braviary at the time. So I was just like, oh, okay. Ah. Get me the fuck out of here. So, yeah. I fought, uh, I got one of the side missions too. Like, so I've completed one of the big ones, which was like, you have to chase down these three Pokemon that are like elemental, but they're like, basically, this one I caught reminded me of the Thunder God in Wind Waker, but it was like a Pokemon version of that. And I had to chase him down, and he is attacking you, but he doesn't let you get close enough to like catch him. 
and he also has like things surrounding him where you have to like hit it with something and then he's stunned and then you can like you know so he's kind of a boss but a regular pokemon and once you fight him like the first time i fought him i accidentally killed him and it sucked because it was it's, takes it could take a while to chase him down depending on how you're going about it uh, but the second time i caught him and i feel pretty good about it because he's he's a cool pokemon uh have you done the thing where you like teach your pokemon new moves and then up and then like master the moves yeah, I mean, I, I basically, yeah, I go and, like, look, whenever you get a new move, I, well, I try to, like, change my moves depending on whatever the Pokedex wants me to use, and I'll use those, like, the ones that you get points for. But, yeah, you just, I, I actually never, ever ask the lady in the town to master any of the moves, because I just automatically do it. I've actually been selling those seeds that you get, because well, I have, like, hundreds of them. <laughs> and I have, and I don't really want to use them at all on anything, so I, I just, I just sell them to the shop. I've started using them and I actually really do like, I guess. So yeah, you'll master the moves. If you buy the new move, you don't have to use the seed to master it. It is kind of fun to be like, Hey, I want to teach everybody. uh, Oh, what's what I'm thinking of. One of the, the ones that everybody can do. It's like a bash move. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like really high damage. I like taught everyone in my party that move. Like it was just fun. Just like smashing through everything at like this really high damage rate and just do the same move with all the different Pokemon. I don't know. I guess I never really, I never really taught him new moves because I only went to that lady one time, and the moves that she had I didn't think were all that exciting. But that was like towards the end, beginning of the game. So yeah. But I've just been. I mean, you get really high, high damage moves just from just from leveling up your Pokemon. So I've just been well, using I'd, those, yeah, like the ones I'd that are specific online. to each type. So like flamethrower, and I, a lot of them are like over a hundred damage, like for some of the higher ones that I have, and. I just use yeah. those, you know, and then you automatically the you automatically Giga- master them from using the moves. So T- I taught everybody in my party Giga Impact. Some of them knew it already, but it's like 140 damage, I think, oh. like at the base level. And then you can also like, yeah, I don't know that one yet. Heavy it, and so it's kind of like I wouldn't call it quite like teaching everybody Ultima, but it feels a little bit like that. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of what I like about it. Um, it well, I mean, that, that's, I'll, I I yeah. had to look online to figure out how this works because. You can only master the moves that you pay to learn. So even if it's a move that he sells that they already know, he won't master that move. It has to be one. You have to like, okay, you buy that. Oh, and your Pokemon also has to have that move equipped at the time. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, it's weird. I, I had to watch a YouTube video about it to understand it. So wow. once I did though, I was like, I wish I would understand this earlier. Cause like it just lets you customize everything a lot more because you're, you're literally buying like, you can go all the way to the end of whatever their strongest move is they could learn and just buy that right away and then master it. And there you go. You got like OP Pokemon. It's like their own version of like the HMs and, and all that type of thing, like from the other games, yeah. except for you don't, except for they don't automatically go away and you don't have to sacrifice a move to use them, which is great. Mm-hmm. I like that. But it, it, what you were saying there it reminded me of the same way that I played Brave the Default, where like there's this one move in Brave the Default that is like super powerful like against anybody and i basically taught all of my characters that move so they could always use it and that was how i beat every single fucking boss in that game was with that move you know because it's like the most powerful move in the whole game so and i did it about halfway through the game and once i did that it was kind of a breeze after that because i kind of broke the game but i mean it i was fine with that because the game was really hard so i didn't mind being able to just you know just blast through really stupid stupid uh, hard bosses with that but yeah that's the same thing i did in that game I've been given all my. XP it's like a thief move or cash. something. It's like a thief move oh, yeah, that you yeah. get or something in uh, in Bravely Default, and it does like a shit ton of damage. 
I think I remember you talking about that. Yeah, it, so it does like out a way to cheese through because you can like room. do you know because you can do like four rounds in a row and then and you'll it'll do like ten thousand damage like every round so you can hit like you can do like forty thousand damage and it gets stupid and with all your characters doing it you can do over like three hundred thousand damage like on one round and yeah it's fun. <laughs> I mean, you still have to know, understand the systems in order to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, you just got to make everybody. I mean, it's like the highest move of that job. You just have to get everybody up to that job level, you know. But there's, but there's other things you can get from other jobs that'll give you like higher job points and all that shit. What's your highest level Pokemon right now? I don't know. How high? I'm probably how high can they get? Probably in the 80s. I mean, in what was it in the uh, in the original one in, in blue? Can you go up to like 150 in your in your? Because okay. uh, I feel like all my because I use well I use rare candies to, to do it, which you're not supposed to do that. But I did that glitch where you could get ultimate where you get like unlimited rare candies. On the original game, and I just made all my main characters 150 level, so I put them up as high as you could, and I thought that was how it was. But I think my mine are in the 80s now, the ones that I'm using. Yeah, I mean everything's still easy at that, so I haven't like been trying to push them to like higher than that. I mean, I just I, I was trying, I wanted to max out the starters because I want all the starters to be strong and be with me. So that's what I was doing. I got them all to their ultimate evolutions and all that, even though some of them look kind of stupid. But well, in the spirit of a. Uh... Of saying how much I loved Wizcash and how much we were like talking about Wizcash last week. Yeah, I decided like I was just going to continue to keep feeding him all the candies I get, all the XP candies, and uh, oh, it gets to the point where at, they like, don't really do anything when you when you're he's at, like level ninety two. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and he's my highest level Pokemon by like a few levels, and he's got the most hit points, and it's just funny because I don't know if he, you can evolve him, but if you can. I don't think you can. It would it would have said. That, I mean, yeah. well, I think Wizcash is the final of evolution from other things before that. But I actually took Wizcash out of the party because I was just trying Ooh. to develop the starters. But so, what is it you just like to do that with the starters? That's just the thing you do, or I, 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 I always want to have the starters all the way up to the to the full evolution. I do that if I can. Like on the other games, I've done that through uh, Wonder Trade or whatever. I just like to, I want to have so, all three of the all three of the starters. Don't you? Doesn't everyone? You don't have to pick no. one. <laughs> but I do have all three of the starters. I just don't have them all. I want to see what they I want to see what they turn into. I mean, I use fucking uh, Decidueye through the whole game. Like I still have Decidueye in my in my party. I have I have basically have the the three starters and the two like legendaries that you get and that's my team pretty much. Mm-hmm. They're those. So, that's what I've been carrying around. And those legendaries are kind of cool. I don't know. I like the one from from Pearl. That's why I got that one, but didn't beat it, but whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, I haven't really, honestly, I haven't really played that much after credits. Like I messed around with it a little bit, like for a day, but then there was another game that came out that really took a lot of my time, which you might've heard, heard of before, but is there anything I've else? I've got a to level 86 Glizcore. So that was the one I caught like way before I should have. Oh, I guess Wizcash is only 89. I'm not up to 90 yet. I thought he was. But next Gardevoir. Week. I really like Gardevoir. It's a fairy type. And Heatran was one of the special ones you get towards the end. And Rhyperior, and then Lucario is really cool. I've like I got I I caught an Alpha Lucario, and I've been like dumping stuff into it. Oh, I haven't seen I haven't seen those. Yeah, no, look, yeah, Lucarios. They were Smash Brothers players, so there you go. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a Mewtwo somewhere. Maybe there is. No spoilers if there is one, and people know. Don't let me know. I want to find it? I guess Mewtwo was was created later, so he'd have to they'd have to like show up in the time bubble for you to see them. So. Mm-hmm. If you ever saw a Mew, you'd probably pee your pants. Just show up in the time bubble all of a sudden. Well, I mean, regular Mews, I think, would still be there. I thought they were 
from like olden times. But the That's Mewtwo true. was created by humans, so because they were like an extinct later. Pokemon, right? And then they were genetically engineered to come back. Plus, Mewtwo was made at the same time. I don't, yeah, I don't know. My understanding is like the original Mew was like was like a powerful Pokemon, but it disappeared. Like nobody saw it, you know, because it's like an older Pokemon, and they used like the DNA of it to create a Mewtwo. It was like some Akira shit or something like that. But uh, but yeah. That's that's what that's what I heard of it, and you know Mewtwo goes on an existential crisis and ram rampage against its creators and all that fun stuff. That first movie was great because of all that stuff. Had some fun uh, worldviews in there. Mewtwo was also pretty cool in Detective Pikachu. Yeah, Spoilers. Mewtwo was. Yeah, looked cool in there. Looked looked a lot. Still had those crazy hips from the from mm. the uh, from the Smash Brothers games and all that. That's how you so. know it doesn't lie though. Those hips don't lie. We can move on from Arceus, right? Did you say enough about that? Yeah. I feel like we, we we talk about it every episode, but it's a it's a fun game. Keeps on giving. I think it's going to be on my list. If it's not, I'll be... I mean, you're playing it I'll a lot. Be, it'll be a blessed year if yeah. this doesn't make it onto my top 10. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty stacked year for 2022. Like, uh, March in itself is already looking like a crazy month, but I think it normally is anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm counting down the days to, uh, to Chocobo Racing next week, so... That's my big, and that's my next big one that I'm super excited about. So, and I'm kind of broke right now, so I'm saving my money for that one. I think once I cool off on Pokemon, I'll probably switch over back over to uh, Rune Factory and try to get more into that. Well, you got another one of those coming out too, though, in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, you, Rune Factory Five is like right in the middle of of uh, all that other shit, like next to the Mario Mario Kart Eight stuff and and uh, Kirby. At least I don't have to pay for that. And and whatever else, yeah. You didn't have to pay for it because you already had it. I had to buy the stupid game again. Right. Well, whatever. It's fun to play. I guess we played it online. But uh, yeah. Aside from Pokemon, I beat I beat Street Fighter three last last week. Third Strike because that game's awesome. And I was just thinking about Street Fighter six and how dumb that game looks. How do you what I've seen beat that? Do you have to finish it with every character? Or? Oh, I, I just beat the arcade mode and saw credits, so that's how I oh, said. Okay. But I, I hadn't beat it before because the final boss, when you beat him a second time, if they have their if their special meters up all the way, they can come back to life with full life. So I kept oh. getting killed, and I'd actually looked it up online just because I was really frustrated about it. And you can attack them while they're like refilling their life, and then their life won't go up all the way. So that's that's how you that's how you kill them. But it's really annoying that like you, because it gets, you know, it's it's like this is an arcade perfect port on the Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection on Switch. So it plays like the arcade. So like they make the boss really fucking hard, you know, like they do it even if you're so playing you're on easy, quarters on- if you're playing on easy mode, like the first round's pretty easy, but the second round, like it totally doubles everything. Like all of a sudden it's like constantly attacking you and yeah, but I still think, I mean. Uh, hands down, like Street Fighter Third Strike is definitely the. If it's not the best Street Fighter game, it's definitely the prettiest Street Fighter game. Like it looks fucking awesome. And I was playing it on my OLED, on the Tri One, and it looks beautiful. Yeah. I was just playing it while I was editing, and I was like, "Damn, that game looks good." I think it looks better on the OLED than it does on the TV. But it's just like it, it's just like super fluid animation. Like the cell, like the the sprite artwork is so good, and it's yeah, it blew me away when I first saw it. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this is the best looking, one of the best looking fighting games I've ever seen. So. It's cool. It's a great game. I played that one, and then I started playing like Street Fighter Three One, you know, because they have all the different versions on there. And that one still looks pretty good, but it doesn't have all the characters and stuff like that. But and I remembered like why I really didn't like Street Fighter Five, like we mentioned Street Fighter Six and all that last week. The reason I didn't like it is that it didn't have a fucking single player mode on it. <laughs> when it came out, it had no arcade mode. It's like 
what the fuck, man? Talk about an incomplete game. It was an arcade mode with only a few characters. I remember that now because my friend Yuji, my friend Yuji had it. I was so pissed. Playing. He's like, oh yeah, you can just play online with people. That's all you can do. But I don't want to do that. Like, I, I want to play through the arcade mode. Like, that's how I play fighting games. I don't want to play online with people. They'll kick my ass. That's not fun. <laughs> I want to play against a computer that I could beat. So, like, it, yeah, it was really, it was this really weird, like, free to play, like, sort of, like, trash heap of game and. And I, I, and I, I ended up buying it for PlayStation Four because it was a PlayStation Four exclusive, and like I think I bought it for like twenty bucks or something. And I'm like, where's the fucking game in this? And there's like sort of a story mode, but it doesn't make any sense. And you can buy new characters with fighter coins, but I couldn't figure out how to get those. I guess you have to get them from playing online. I didn't want to play online, and this is a fucking terrible game. So hopefully, Street Fighter Six is not as shitty as Five was, because Five really well, like, got, really pissed me it's off. It's a lot wider, I know. Well, well, I mean, the characters are pretty wide in five too. So, I mean, are they? They've always been since four. Since four, the the Street Fighter characters got super roidy. They had a ton of roids between when they when they made it to fully three D. They got they all like they all blew up big time. They got stacked. They all of a sudden they put like a million muscles, like muscles that don't even exist. They drew them in there anyway. They got like yeah, eighteen. We got all these polygons now. Let's they they got like eighteen packs, eighteen packs or something. Yeah, three Street Fighter Three is great. I recommend it. Getting the anniversary collection, but the big the big one for me is uh, Majora's Mask came out last week, and I've been playing the shit out of Majora's Mask. I think it said according to the uh, Nintendo Switch Online thing, it said that I put like six hundred some hours into it already. Wait, not six hundred hours, six hundred minutes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's ten hours. Six hundred and thirty eight minutes. How much is that? The week. Yeah, yeah, six hundred hours. Damn. No, I, I was like, how did I not beat it yet? Have you been using an ocarina in real life? <laughs> no, uh, it, yeah, no. It's it feel it's a it's a major comfort food for me. Like I, I realized that Majora's Mask is almost on the same level as Super Mario sixty four for me. Like as far as like a game that I can just pick up and fall right into, you know. So it's been it's been super like uh, you know soup and soup and grilled cheese for me from uh, Majora's Mask. And pe- and some people say that it's stressful, but you know what? It's really not if you don't know. If I you find know, it if really you, stressful. If you know how to play it, like like the first part of the game, you know, the very first part of the game, you have to do a certain thing at a certain time, you know, otherwise you'll get a game over, which I thought was kind of stressful, but I did it in the first day, and I just had to wait around for two days for a fucking door to open. So well, like I just like the... tore right through that. I didn't like I didn't like fifteen minutes, man. It's easy to do if you know what to do. But yeah, no, I understand. Honestly, with save states, I shouldn't be stressed yeah. out anymore. Yeah, save states act actually do really help because there, you know, there are some parts that you have to do again. Like there's a part like, like I was in the swamp dungeon, and on the way there, you have to do a bunch of those little floaty things with the Deku scrub. And you know, you get to a certain point, you might get knocked off, and then you can start all over again. I'm like, okay, well, fuck this. I'm just gonna save in the middle before I do the thing that's harder, and then I'll just come back to that. Like it's mostly for when you get knocked down big pits and you got to climb all the way back up. I'll do little save states like that in between, so I just don't have to do it again. Even though I, you know, I can, I, I just, I've done it a million times. I don't want to do it again. So I'm just like, I'll just be like, all right, I'm just going to save here. Cause I know there's a kind of a difficult part coming up and then I'll just go back to that. So I just, so I don't have to go through the repetition, but I've still, I've done pretty good with it. I've been trying to like, do like a, like a memory based playthrough, like trying not to look anything up at all. Just trying to just go with what I know in the game. And I did pretty good. Like I, I made it through the first dungeon on like without even passing the first day. And that's in slow mode. You know, always play everything in slow mode. It's way, way slower than everything else, obviously. Always slow down the time. 
And then the game, I noticed this time that the game really feels like a roguelike, actually. There's a lot of stuff from roguelites that I notice are in Majora's Mask. They're kind of designed the same sort of way. Because, you know, roguelikes, you die and you have to start all over again. Majora's Mask kind of does the same thing. The world is going to die, so you have to start back at the beginning of the three days. But in your process of going through the three days, you'll you'll do little checkpoint things that you can go to quicker. So that when you come back, you can go directly to where you were and start it the first day at the next part. So that feels very much like they kind of did that in uh, Dead Cells, where you would unlock like warps and stuff within the within the mm-hmm. levels. So every time you died, you would still feel like you progressed more. So you could warp next to the level that you were already at. That's the same way the Majora's Mask works like. And I didn't really re- realize that until this playthrough again, where it's like, you know, you do you do the same thing. Like you get to a dungeon and you unlock that little bird, the the owl thing that you can warp to. And you do all the stuff that you can do to open the dungeon. And then if you're at the end of the days, you go back to the beginning, you go back to the beginning of that dungeon at the first day, and then you'll just start over fresh. You won't have to do any of those things again. So it's like, it's basically like creating like little warp points in the game, which are very much like, you know, very much like uh, roguelites to me. So yeah, play it like you're playing Hades and it uh, it won't feel as stressful. I yeah, guess. you I keep, so like you keep your items. So anything you get out of a chest, as far as like a a, a, a weapon or whatever, the, the only thing you lose are like um, you know, money. like are like bullets. Like you 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 lose bombs, you lose arrows, you lose your money. But that but you don't lose like a bow or like a bomb bag or something like that. You don't you don't use yeah. lose what you carry stuff with. You just lose the stuff that you have. So you basically you know deposit your money in the bank, the the bank yeah. lady that can somehow see through time and know that you're the same person every time, even though she's never met you before. Uh, you save your money in there, and once you get the Goron suit, I used to do this actually when it came out. You just turn into a fucking ball and you just roll around outside of the castle, and you'll get all your stuff back in like two seconds. You know, so that that's how that's how you do that. That's how you get all your arrows and your roll bombs back real quick. Ca- oh, because you're just like killing stuff. Yeah, you just roll over. So you fast, you, you, just, roll ro- over, you yeah. just roll over the little uh, the grass that's out there, and you'll just oh, get okay. all your stuff back really quickly. Like that's that's I what I would Goron do. Suit is- one of the best upgrades, like I love that Goron video suit. game. It's yeah. fantastic, and what feels really good too. Like they did a great job with the physics of it. Oh yeah, no, it's it's good. Like, I love I, I love all the suits. Like even the Deku scrub, I think is kind of cool. Like I like it is. I like how fast it moves, and I like how you can the spin it, spin and attack it. stuff. That yeah. well, yeah. I mean, the bubble is supposed to be kind of stupid, but you can still kill stuff with it. Like I, uh, the kind of the ability to skip on water is actually really fun. Oh, I love like, the skip on water thing. Yeah. that helps a lot. The actually, auto jumping, jumping that was added. In- Majora's or in Ocarina of Time, it kind of like expands that with the with the bump with the like skipping. Thing. And I love the I love Link's like flex and and Majora's mask also, where like when he does the jumps, he like flips. Uh, he does like the side flips and the front flip, flips. Yeah. And when you get the once you get the bunny hood, which I got that, uh, you know, you can jump even farther. And sometimes you can kind of screw yourself over because you'll jump way farther than you would normally because the bunny hood is way faster. So I mm-hmm. there's t- times where I've like completely jumped all the way over the thing that I'm supposed to land on. Where I just go all the way on the other side and fall through the pit, and I'm like, "Oh shit, uh, I should like settle down a little bit on the bunny hood here." But it's it's cool, and there's a lot of there's like a lot of stuff you can get early. Like there's like you can get like 200 rupees like right off the bat if you have a if you have like the bomb mask, which you can get that really quick. Like there's I've basically been kind of going through it and just doing the stuff that you can get early. You know, like there's a bunch of masks you can get, like the Bremen mask and the and like the the uh, bunny, the bunny hood, and the um, and the bomb mask. You can get those like in the first like couple days without any without defeating any of the any of the dungeons and all that. So I've just been, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna beat it because it's because I like the game a lot. 
and I'm going to go through and get all the masks and all that. It's been, like I said, I do remember the dungeons themselves being pretty fun. Yeah, they're great. I was going to say, I haven't, I'm like almost to the end of the second dungeon, you know, the, the Goron dungeon and uh, the Goron dungeon boss. It was like one of the most fun bosses ever. Cause that's the one where it's like that horse that you chase with the Mm -hmm. Goron and you just roll through the whole thing. And it's just a circle. I remember that being one of my favorite bosses, like of all time. I used to hate it, but I I thought it was so fun. You, it's it's like a race. You're basically like pay, you're, you're playing like it a race boss. Of, um, it's like uh, a, it's like the Donkey Kong. What is it? Diddy Kong Racing. It's like that where you like race around and fight the bosses. Mm-hmm. There is the uh, hold on, looking out again. Oh, and uh, Twilight Princess, the the boss you fight while you're on top of that spinning top, like the Beyblade. Oh yeah, that one's kind of annoying. That's what it kind of reminded me of a little <laughs> bit. Or rather, yeah, this the Beyblade one reminded me of the... I was going to say, I figured you already did. And you, you beat Majora's Mask, right, Jeremy? You beat it all the way through, didn't y- you? Years ago, I beat it. but uh, And it was just one of those things where I'm like, I have to sit down. I have to beat this. And I and I did enjoy it. But let me tell you, I used a guide. Oh, yeah, so did I. So, I, mean, I, I if I play I, it again, I'm using a guide. I 100% used a guide. But, you know, for this one, just because I played through it so many times, I'm trying to just mm-hmm. pull it from my own memories. And I think I've played it enough times now. Because I have to, I must have beat it at least 10 times, like between this, because like, you know, I beat this version, I beat the Wii U version, I beat the, I beat the 3DS version, I beat like every, every time it came out for another system, I beat it again. So I beat it on the, beat it on the 64, I beat it on the GameCube, I beat it on the Wii, I beat it on the Wii U, I beat it on the 3DS. So like every time I, it came out again, I played through it again. And I did some like Let's Play videos on YouTube of playing the original game on the 64. So I played that again too, like almost all the way through, so. It's kind of somewhat fresh in my memory, somewhat, but yeah, it's 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 a great game, and I think uh, I think people just like a lot of people just can't like wrap their head around the whole time system, but I think it's really cool. I mean, it's it's basically I mean it's basically like based off of Twin Peaks, one of my favorite shows of all time. So it's easy for me to get into it. It's about a weird town that's dying inside, kind of like Twin Peaks, but there's no giant moon falling down yet maybe if they got more seasons that would happen but who knows well i beat it on the 64 so i beat it on the original hardware i don't have any qualms with using safe states if i'm going to actually play this one i kind of feel like i owe it to myself to finish link to the past or not link to the past oh creative time oh creative time because i was getting into that i'm i think i'm on the third dungeon as an adult i haven't played a second of ocarina of time but you know what i like i like majora's mask so much better than ocarina of time so it's probably the that's, superior that's game in a lot of ways, but I guess I like the old. I like the fact that Ocarina is just 3D, Link to the Past kind of. Yeah, I mean Ocarina. The pro- my problem with Ocarina of Time is that it's just so slow. Like yeah. like you're walking around is you're walking around is so fucking slow, and like Hyrule Field is so boring. Like it's just like this big yeah. fucking boring ass like middle area. It's just like. Even on the 3DS remake, I was like, oh my god, this game is so slow. Like, couldn't you just pick up the pace a little bit? Like, why does he have to walk so fucking slow? And if you try doing the roll everywhere, it's even slower. It's like, uh It probably had to do with the draw distance and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, but, but Majora's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, when it first came out, it was pretty monumental and all that. But trying going back to it, it was like, this game is so slow. And it's just... I mean, I and I did notice playing Ocarina, because I had never noticed it before, that it's just like mario 64 where when you get a certain distance from the camera the model changes to like a lower poly model and it's just this completely different 3d model that's being used and you don't notice that on a crt but it stands out very much so on an hd set 
But uh, another another cool thing about the Majora's Mask being on Switch now is they've actually, you know, I think they've I think they actually fixed all the 64 stuff. Like I think it looks really good. Like I, you know, I played. I need to play like Star Fox again, and like I definitely want to finish Paper Mario because you could kind of see through stuff, and you could see like all the lines and stuff, and a lot of it looked really weird. But as far but Majora's Max has looked has looked great. Like the fog looks really good. Like the I feel like it doesn't look different to me. Like I don't notice it being different because I've played the game a bunch of times and I'm like not like I don't know, I felt like it looked really smooth and really nice. And somebody put out an article saying that like this was like one of the best emulation versions of, of Majora's Mask that have been on any of the Nintendo systems because because some of the cutscenes were off with the music because of like it moving faster, I guess, because it was not on the 64 or whatever. But I, yeah, playing through it, I've been like, yeah, this, this game looks great. Like, I think it looks really good and it feels so Nintendo life. They said that it's more accurate to the N64 than the Wii console version is. Yeah. So, I mean, Wii it's, console. so I, I, I recommend everybody play it. I'm a, I'm on at Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter. Uh, send me questions. I will help you out with Majora's mask. If you, Want to know things? I will help you out. Like I said, always put the time. You know, do the time slow, and and you know, like make make plans for your days. What you're gonna do? You know, I, I kind of like that too. That it's I'm, I'm surprised that it bothers you so much, Jeremy, because it's kind of like I mean, it's almost kind of like Stardew Valley too, right? You know, where you have like the amount of time in between days to do so. to do certain things before you go to bed. That's like kind of how Majora's Mask works. You have to decide what you want to do within these like three period three day period. And kind of just manage it like that until you get through. I and I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of peaceful like that. Desperate feeling than Majora's Mask, though. I mean, you've got a pl- you got the pl- a moon heading down towards the planet with an evil face on it. Looks like a mad ball or whatever. It doesn't whatever. move that fast. If you if you slow down the time, it doesn't move that fast at all. Like it's not really. I know. It's kind of pain painfully slow at times when you're waiting on. No, I remember times when I actually around. played through it. I got into the groove where I didn't even care anymore about it. In fact, there were times where I was like. I still have a bunch of time where I could do shit, but like I actually just feel like going back to like do this other stuff or whatever. So yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I'm like, okay, well, this is this time, so I can go do this, and I'm like, all right, I'll go do this before I do that. And I still try to, like, I was trying to buy the uh, all night mask, which is like five hundred dollars at the uh, mystery or the whatever mystery shop, whatever it's called. And um, you can't carry $500 yet because I didn't have the giant's wallet. But I just was fighting the giant bird that's outside of the of the castle. I don't know if you remember the giant bird that when you kill it, you, you get all your coins maxed out or all your all your rupees maxed out. And I killed it like five times. And I'm just doing this as the countdown's like going on the bottom of the screen with the moons like almost coming down. And I'm still fighting this bird and getting all the rupees. And I took it almost down to like the final minute and then just like went back to the beginning. So. It's uh, so you ran, you managed to run to the bank and then, yeah, oh, yeah. No, I ran, I ran to the bank, yeah, I ran to the bank and deposited it and then, and then left with uh, with like a couple minutes left on the thing. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really bother me, I guess, because I know it's like driving when you're almost out of gas, just being like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, to the extreme. No, it's my destination, not really. I mean, you could, I mean, if if you couldn't make it, I mean, I'm not dumb, I'm not gonna run all the way, all the way there until it's zero and then there's game over. If I don't make it to the what, I'll lose like two hundred rupees. No big deal. I'll just go back to the beginning. Like if if there's some reason I couldn't run to the bank, you know, it's not that. I mean, once you pull out your ocarina, it's going to pause the time, and then you do the thing, and then you go back to the beginning. It's. I'm just saying, it, it's not. <laughs> people shouldn't worry about it as much as they do because it's really not, you know. And you can save state if you want. I've I've only save stated like when I close the game, you know, or or like I said for when it's like 
long things where you can fall down and go back and it'll take a, lot, take a lot of time. Yeah, I'll, I'll save in there. And I did actually, uh, the second dungeon, the, the, the Goron dungeon, I ma- I went through half of the dungeon without a sword because I, uh, because I gave my sword to that sword shop that's there and I forgot they take the sword from you. So you have no sword. So I beat half the dungeon with just the Goron, but I got stuck on the mid boss because I just wasn't moving quick enough with the Goron and, and I need, I just needed the sword. I need, I needed the, I needed the, um, bunny ears and the sword and all that. Cause I was trying to do all those. I was trying to get the sword upgraded at the same time, like in the three days while I was doing that thing. But I forgot that you got to get the gold dust. And I think you get the gold dust from the Goron race after you make the world better and all that shit. But it's all, it's all coming back to me, but it's kind of, I forget some things, but then you sort of like play around with it. And you're like, okay, well that's where that is. And that's where that is. But it's great. Yeah. I, I still think the game is really good. And I will defend Majora's Mask until the end of time. It's still like my favorite Zelda game of all time. So. It's it's a when time ends, you'll defend it all over again. Yes, when we go back to the third, <laughs> the first day, I'll be like, "Hey, this game is great." And I, and I heard this, I heard this on another podcast, and I totally believe it. I think this is part of why I like it so much. Is Link is not the protagonist of this game, really? Like, no one even really knows that he exists, and I kind of like that a lot. Like in the story, you know, it's not like, "Oh my God, you were the chosen one. You were doing all these things that everybody thought you would do." And they do this a lot in the later Zelda games, where like, "Oh, you got the green tunic. You are the chosen hero that will save us," and blah 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 blah. Like this game, like no one knows who the fuck you even are. They're just doing their own thing, and you don't even need to be there, and they'll still do their thing. And that's what I kind of love about the game is you're not really you're not really a part of the world. Like they're the, all the other people are the main characters. Link is just the character that you're just walking around as, you know. Well, Termina is kind of like the Bizarro Hyrule, so it kind of makes sense that they don't care about having a hero. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't. They don't even know that he exists, even though like. Yeah, you know, like the, the the giants and stuff will tell you to do things, like to get them to come back and save them, you know, save the world and all that. And the uh, tattle will will tell you things as well, which I like tattle because tattle doesn't say listen or anything like that. It'll just kind of appear in the corner, and if you don't know it's there, you can ignore it and it doesn't even make a noise, you know. But it's and I think the the, the animation is really good. There's a lot of really good cutscenes in there, and it just has this nice like this just like very like sort of like sad mood to it through the whole thing, and I like that. I like the depressingness of it and how like it's it, kind of cool yeah. that they were able to like make it darker, but at the same time, make it a lot brighter. Like they li- literally like made it a lot more colorful than Ocarina of time was. Oh yeah. They just made it look so much better and you just get so much more of a variety with the environments and stuff because of that. But at the same time, it just feels so grim and desperate. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, I was just thinking about like when I talk about like how, like how dark it is and all that, uh, I'm just thinking about the part where you have to like release, like you basically have to send the spirit of the Goron like to his to like the afterlife or whatever because he's a wandering mm-hmm. spirit. Like and and you like play that song, the song of healing for him, and he like and you see his face like cry, and there's all these Gorons like cheering him like in this like slow motion like sort of blurred thing. It's just so it's so beautiful like all the cutscenes in there, or like when Link gets like chased by the giant Dekus, like when he turns into the Deku scrub and all that stuff. Like it's. It just has these really cool, like the, these really cool moments in it that are just like you don't really see a whole lot of that in the other ones. And one of my favorite things I haven't gotten there yet, but my favorite thing is the fucking mummy dad that like lives in the house. Mm-hmm. Like that's still still one of the freakiest looking character models I think I've, I've ever I seen in the game. Oh, the mummy dad! It's uh, 
Yeah, he looks so weird because he's got all like the all the weird like broken teeth and all that stuff. And yeah, you, you, hopefully you'll see it whenever you do a thing and somebody comes out. Like I remember when I first like when when like when like uh when Conan like first moved in and I would like turn the air conditioning down, he would come up and like come out and like turn it up. And it would always remind me of the mummy dad because like you would like do something and he'd come out of the house and like change whatever you did and. It reminded me of that of that part of the game, so it's it's stuck in my head forever. lives lives rent free in my head. Oh yeah, and that that first dungeon that I did, I did I I collected all of the the bunny fairies is what we used to call them in college, but I collect I collected all the bunny fairies with the uh, without without having the 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 fairy mask because I forgot where the fairy mask was or I misremembered it. I thought it was in another part than it actually was. So if you remember the fairy mask, if you wear it, it'll kind of glow. It like has like this pixie mm-hmm. dust that falls off of it whenever there's a, whenever there's like a fairies in, in the room that you're in. And that's how you can help find, help you find all the, all the broken fairies that are in each dungeon and all that. Well, I didn't have it for the first one. So I had to kind of just like guess where they were. And I did get stuck because there was one in a beehive that was like in the wall that was like in somebody's mouth that you can barely see. So I did have to look online for that, but. But I forgot. I, I thought the fairy. I thought you got the fairy mask from getting all the fairies in the first level in the first dungeon. But no, you get the fairy mask in in Clock Town. All you have to do is the same thing again that you did the first day, because the first day you do it to get magic power, and then you do it again, and then you get the fairy mask. So, so yeah, it's all it's all coming back to me. But it's still a great game. I, I need to I need to stream some of it at some point. But I'm I'm gonna beat it for sure, just because it's I like that game a lot, and it's yeah, it's still still my favorite. Of, of all of them it's creepy i like it yeah it's creepy it reminds me of twin peaks all the characters have interesting stories and i like how the whole and i've mentioned this before we we did a Merit majora's max episode like way back at the beginning of nintendo main but what i love about it is the the point of the game is for you to make everyone in the town be like okay with dying it's basically what you're doing like as everybody has their own like you know, they're like, oh, we're going to get killed by this moon, but I never got to do this, or I never got to do this. And, and you basically do these things to help these people be able to face their, like, like the guy. It's like a bucket list. Yeah. It's like the guy with the, with the chickens, where he's like, I want to see my little baby chickens become roosters, and you make them into roosters, and then he's fine with dying after that. It's like the same with, like, the uh, like the postman. Like, he, he can't leave because he's so de- dedicated to his job, and you basically have to put on the postman hat and tell him that you'll deliver the letter so he can leave town and go be with his family like when he gets crushed by the moon like it's like all this cool dark stuff in there where you just basically have to get people to be all right with getting killed <laughs> and, I, and i like that darkness of it as well but yeah it's awesome uh you guys both have it you should play it i did play it a little bit but all i've done is uh i've gotten through to where i'm actually in termina so yeah that's what i've done i've gotten through the intro part i always, so you haven't gone back to the first day again right no oh okay because I, I feel like for me the intro part is when you go back to the first day for the first time. Because I think because that intro part where you go to because if you just stop playing when you got to Termina, you didn't you don't play much. It's like all cutscenes before that. I think for the most right. part, no, I mean, I you walk. I, mean, you walk I just walked bit. into Termina yeah. immediately, got overwhelmed, and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just kind of like it's like I'm gonna go back to Pokemon because I understand that. Oh sure, I was playing with my nephew and he got into the the story and the cutscenes and all that. And um, then we started to walk around the town. I think he got a little intimidated by the town. It's like seeing all the people. And Oh yeah. There's a lot. Like it was kind of too many options for a six year old. And so he, he just wanted to play a different game, but, but he was into it for a while. 
Yeah, you kind of have to, I mean, this, it is pretty complicated and I didn't, you know, I didn't like by any means just figure it out. I looked at a guide at the beginning, but I've looked, but I've, but I've done it enough times that it kind of, I remember it. And I remember stuff, I remember people like, you know, that I knew playing it and like telling me stuff about it in college. And I remember playing the game. I remember Jeremy and I, we played it at Toys R Us on a TV. Do you remember that? Like we played it at like the test TV at some Toys R Us somewhere. And you were like swimming around with one of the masks on your face, which I thought looked funny or whatever. It was like not the you know you're like swimming with the with the fairy mask or some other mask or whatever. But so I remember parts of it that still like I'm like oh yeah I remember the first time I figured that I remember when I did that. It reminds me a lot of college because that's when I played it obviously when it came out in 2000. But uh, yeah, I was actually in college when this came out. Yeah, you so. were there. So you were there. You used to fall asleep watching me play it. That's how late of a release this was. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing. Like, it's kind of interesting that you, your two favorite 64 games are like, kind of like the, the beginning, beginning and, and end. The, and the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much the alpha and the omega. Of yeah. In 64. Yeah. Like for sure. Well, I mean, Mario 64 like blew my mind because it was the first 3d game that I played, but Majora's Mask blew my mind because of the story and, and, the, story and the characters. And I like 2001, Con- right? Yeah. And I like Conquer a lot too. I mean, even though that, like we've said before, there's some parts that are kind of cringe now, but I like it. I I like it better than Banjo Kazooie. So I said I said that before. But yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna play through the rest of it, and I'm I'm glad that it's on there. And they haven't really said what the next game was. Like, do you know? Uh, anybody have any guests on that? What I think like the last four are like what Mario Golf, Kirby, probably Kirby. Po- Pokemon Snap, and another one. I think What's Kirby's it? not coming out until the anniversary, which I believe is in April. So well, I guess that would be. But when's the new Kirby game come out? It's in April, right? No, but this is this is why I think I think it might be I think it might actually be Kirby because well because they don't they they don't come out until the end of the month and Kirby's coming out at the end of this month so they could co they could make it coincide with the release of Kirby in the Forgotten Lands because this because this one didn't come out to the twenty fifth and the next one might not come out till like the twenty sixth or something like that. And maybe they'll do they'll do that. Then they have them on the same time. And then maybe they'll do like Mario Golf at the same time of uh, Switch Sports. Since Switch Sports won't have golf, they'll be like, "Well, here's this other golf game that you can play." I guess you know. That's what I think. The only yeah, I, think, I think the opposite. I think for the reason of not wanting to take away attention from similar series with you know Kirby and Mario. I think Mario Golf will probably be next, and then Kirby will be uh, a month out from the release of this new Kirby game. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I just hope it's not Pokemon Snap because I, I really don't care to play that game again. I know the original is fun, but I don't really. And, you know, I played it a bunch of times on 64. I don't really care that much about playing it again. Honestly, I don't care what they put on the 64 at this point. Like, I'd be happy if they put. Oh, yeah, and F Zero. That's lot the of other one. Games, but I, <laughs> see, I'd like if they put F Zero. F Zero X is that, a great game. I, that yeah. would be my favorite if they put that next. Yeah, but That'd I mean. Be my it, favorite pick. I, I figured they would continue on with what Nintendo does for F Zero and not give shit about it and release that one last because that, because they give no shits about about F Zero. So maybe it'll surprise you and put out that Virtual Boy F Zero that yeah that, that guy confirmed this week. Yeah, that was yeah that I forget that was like a Nintendo Life thing or something too, right? I was like, yeah. man, I would have wanted that game so bad. I would have like wanted to get a Virtual Boy if I found out there was an F Zero game in there. I can which, already see in my mind's eye what it would look like. Which like man. Red, <laughs> red, and very layered. 
I was going to say, if, if none of those other games made you puke on uh, the Virtual Boy, the F-Zero Virtual Boy will definitely make you puke. Because it's going to be really <laughs> fast, and it's going to be really 3D, and you're going to cra- get a crazy headache, and you're going to throw up everywhere. But it's going to have that's, like, no draw distance. That's what I think. <laughs> that's what I think of that. Yeah. It's going to be like, what the fuck? But I would have loved to play it. I would have tried and puked and tried again. So what we're talking about is that a Nintendo developer confirmed this week that they did complete 100% of Virtual Boy F-Zero game, and then they canned it. Because they realized that it was going to make everybody throw up everywhere. Or maybe they just were like, fuck it, uh, do F-Zero X stuff. But maybe uh, maybe with some like uh, checkpoint F-Zero X stuff, I'll be able to get farther in that game. Because those, those courses get pretty hard towards the end there. I remember that. And I guess the only other thing which John saw it too was I watched the movie Free Guy... Uh, it's available on HBO Max and uh, Disney Plus, which I thought it was weird that it was on both of those, but whatever. I watched it on HBO Max because I was afraid that it would somehow be edited on Disney Plus, just because. Oh. <laughs> did, I don't. I don't. Have you watched uh, X Men First Class on Disney Plus? Like, did they leave all that in there? Because they say like "fuck" and there's like practically boob shots in that too. Like when they go to the the mutant place or whatever. Like I, I was wondering if they kept all mm-hmm. the things that are in there because it's on Disney Plus. And they and they go to try to they try to recruit Wolverine and Wolverine says go fuck yourself like does do they say that on Disney Plus I didn't because I know they've edited because no. I know they've edited you should watch it it's good it's one of the best X Men movies but they've edited stuff like I know like Splash like took the butt out of it like like she has a butt like, you see her butt when she like runs into the when she well runs. no they put are they, they put, like, like weird or like made her hair right? go farther down on her butt yeah so compared but it kind of looks it. like she just got like a really furry butt. Yeah, so they, like they, the they made, really they made the hair longer, yeah. so Because I, I know they edit that stuff, so... I guess they say shit in uh, Free Guy, but I'm sure they said that in, in the... I think sh- Kirby's a Ford Escort now. Like, like shit's okay, right? Because uh, you can say shit on TV now? Or at least you, you Put all those were uh, able to. Netflix Marvel shows on there now, including The Punisher, so maybe they're changing their policy. I don't know. Yeah. I, thought, I, I watched it on... I watched Free Guy on uh, Disney Plus, and, and you know, I didn't see any thing any edits or anything like that so yeah well i mean uh, i yeah, I, 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 fig- I figured it was yeah it was different it was different than i thought it was gonna be and i and to tell you the truth like the first 15 minutes of it i was like i hate this movie i don't want to watch the rest of this movie at all and so it took it took me a minute like towards the end i was like oh no mm. it ended up being really good and i ended up liking it but the first 15 minutes i was like this movie sucks like i don't like any well, of it this opens stuff. with this really long <laughs> shot this long one one take where they're just going through the whole world and introducing you to this kind of uh, kind of Grand Theft Auto, a little bit of Fortnite. It's it's Actually, a lot. It's a lot more Fortnite than Grand Theft Auto. There's like a small yeah. percentage of Grand Theft Auto in there. Like it's well, like he, it opens on him like diving into the city, you know, all that. Yeah, I mean, well, that's Fortnite, but I mean, it's it, yep. it's it's a Fortnite game. Like that's why I think that's right. part of like why I was like not really into it at first. I'm like this game, this movie is not for me at all. This movie is all about games that I don't like whatsoever. So it's like, uh, it was about the modern Western video game experience that kids like mm-hmm. or whatever that I have no, that I have no interest in whatsoever. So does so. that, it does have like a Minecrafty element to it then? No, I mean, there's no building. I don't see any Minecraft in it's, there. No, I feel like it's more of a Fortnite. It's like past, well, you know, Minecraft so generation is, is older yeah. now. But now it's like, it's, it's more like the, it felt more like a, um, like a battle royale type game, which also has like side missions where you can rob banks or whatever like that. Yeah, that's kind of like what GTA I got from online, it. which I've never played GTA online, but I've seen 
people play it on. I guess on it, I guess it would be kind of like that, yeah. Because I never played. It's pretty, that's pretty much what it is. Like I think like they were definitely going after a GTA world, like no no question about it. But the fact that they really spiced it up and satirized GTA, which which is already a satire, actually in the end it makes it seem more like like um, Saints Row, like how cartoony it all was. Oh yeah, um, but it's not as it wasn't as fun. Like as, it, it wasn't as fun yeah, as Saints Row though. Saints Row went like way way farther and more hilarious. Yeah, and I, I felt like um, it did a good job of of setting up this world, and I went into it not really knowing exactly what it was going to be. Uh, you know, I, I knew from the trailer that this guy was going to realize that he's in a video game and all that, but thankfully, it didn't go down the path of just name checking video game references and calling it a day. Actually, the video, the video really game explained. references are kind of minimal. I actually like that. Very like, minimal. Definitely yeah. compared to something like uh, Red or Ready Player One or something like that, which is like 90% references. Like this mm-hmm. one actually has some sort of a story in it. Or Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, but I, I liked Wreck-It Ralph because it had a story that wasn't about. Or Scott Pilgrim, which was kind of the first. Yeah, yeah I didn't like that movie. Mm-hmm. That's another topic. I like that movie. No, I know. I but, yeah, too. that's fine. You can like you can like things that I don't like. It's fine. the The whole idea of it being like a character from Grand Theft Auto that like you know, whatever figured out that they were like not a main character, or whatever. Like I thought that was a dumb idea. The ridiculously stupid outfit that Jodie Comer wears in the game as the game character like really rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, that's the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. Like where she's wearing like this like this like collared shirt on top of like a metal armor thing and like suspenders and like brown pants and I'm like, what the fuck? This movie looks like the dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen. Like that like that really turned me off to it. And just like I don't know, a lot of the one liners from Ryan Reynolds are just too dumb. But but he come but he comes around later. But yeah, I was I I was actually coming into it expecting nothing and I ended up liking it in the end. So so there you go. Oh, you liked it. Yeah, I did like it actually. I thought I thought it was oh. good. I liked it too. It didn't sound like you were <laughs> could be like, oh, and by the way, I liked it. No, I hated it in the first fifteen minutes, but it turned around when it when I when it ended up when the story ended up being not about the guy being a whatever character in this fake world. It got way more interesting. Like there's this whole other story that's not what they show you in the trailer. So this is actually the interesting story, and the yep. reason that why the way he is in the game is all like tied into this other thing. Which may, which makes so much more sense, oh. and 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 Taika Waititi's in it, and he's great. So uh, I love that guy, and his character was yeah. was wonderful as this like shitty uh, New Zealand guy video right? video game boss. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's made. I mean, he made a ton of. I mean, he did like Thor three, and he's like been a director and stuff. Yeah, 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 and yeah, he was in. Uh, he was in what we do in the shadows. The I think that was the first mm. time I saw him was in that. But mm. but I like I like his work a lot. Like I don't think there's. Like I really enjoyed like the World War II movie that he that he did with Scarlett Johansson. Jojo Rabbit. That, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I like that movie too. I like I like most of his stuff that he's done. So I, I like him a lot. But here he's just like taking a break from directing and having a good time acting. Well, I mean, this is a this is a Disney this is a Disney movie also, which they don't really say. But but the last like twenty minutes of the movie, it's obvious yep. that it's a Disney movie because they do get yeah. heavy on the Disney Disney or the references to things that they own. I'll say there's a turn into Kingdom Hearts at the end. No, I mean not necessarily Disney stuff, but Disney stuff that Disney owns that we know of. That I was Star like, Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's like Star Wars and Marvel stuff in there at the end, which I thought was pretty cool. The way so, they used it was pretty funny. Yeah, no, it's it was it was cool. Like I, I was I was like, all right, yeah, no, that's that's fine. An effective use of their licenses or whatever. Yeah, and there's Fortnite stuff in there at the end too. If you didn't catch that, I figured. Like he he uses the he uses the fucking unicorn stick or whatever that's from Fortnite. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I know what that is. Which, which, when you talk about her outfit, knowing that you, you're comparing it to Fortnite, I'm like, well, is that just what the kid made her wear? It's <laughs> dressing her up in Fortnite. Actually, I mean, well, the comment on her outfit, she kind of looks like Nathan Drake, who also has like a terrible fashion sense and wears like some of the stupidest yeah. outfits of all time. So, I mean, that's maybe that's just a comment about how stupid video game characters look in games. Well, it's a problem you know? with being an archaeologist. You're always trying to incorporate ancient styles and, just and scarfs stuff. and whatever else. Like, yeah. It's so stupid looking. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, no, I ended up liking it. And it was cool that it came. I was waiting to watch it. And I thought, and I watched it with Jess, and I, I thought that they were going to hate it. But I'll watch it. But yeah, they ended up loving it. So there you go. I'll see if Shauna wants to see it because she watched, she's watched some pretty bad movies with me. This one is, this one is good though, I thought. I mean, it's we good. We watched the, whatever that Patrick, see, I already forgot. The Neil Patrick Harris movie. I already forgot what it was called. The Matrix 4. It was forgettable though. No, the video game <laughs> movie that came out around Christmas. Oh, you watched oh, it. You watched Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it was forgettable. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Well, I was like, I was like, let's watch it before Christmas and do an we episode about it. it. And but then nobody it watched it, fine. so I so then I had no desire to watch it after Christmas. So I never it's just watched fine. it. That's exactly. It was fine, and it looked fucking stupid. It's a holiday movie that can play in the background while you're eating deviled eggs or whatever, you know. It can play in the background in a corner where nobody has to watch it. That's, and no one can hear as it. As long as yeah. Gummo's playing on a different TV. <laughs> yeah, and you can yeah, that's balance what, each other out. That's a much more holiday. I went to a birthday party once years ago where Gummo was on the TV Gummo in the on background. Loop, on one of the TVs, yeah. That's amazing. Good party movie. And you were encouraged to dress as Gummo or Gummo <laughs> characters. He was dressed as the one with the bunny ears. Wow. The, the birthday boy. There you go. Yeah, Gummo. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's stuck in my VCR right now. <laughs> I haven't been able to get it out. Wow. I bought this VCR from the thrift store, and it came with Gummo. Gummo and oh, that's your Gummo. I, th- I yeah, hope I hope it just VHS. came with a Gummo stuck in it. It's like here's your free Gummo. That would be kind of cool. No, you should check it out. Like uh, when Jess and I were watching it, Jess Jess said like uh, that that was one of the best video game movies she saw, even though it's not actually based on a video game. So there, so there you go. I mean, the bar is not very high. I think that's why. I think that's why they get a uh, why you get a lot of leeway with it, and you can make it. Yeah. You know, you can make it not about that, but it, it was cool. It was about like video game development. And that I fact, am encouraged that, by the fact that they were using their licenses effectively within it. The story and the, and the fucking dude, the dude from Stranger Things is in there, like the older brother. So you know him, Steve. Yeah, Steve. He's in it. He's like, oh no, not Steve. Uh, is, his na- is his name the Steve? Guy. The, the guy who's dating. His name is Steve. The guy who's dating the sister. I thought his name was Steve. That is Steve. Okay, no, because yeah. there was the other guy, the other older brother. That's oh had the hots for her. Oh no, she not was dating. the the one who's supposed to be like the hot one that ended up working at the mall at the ice cream place. Yeah, yeah, and then he fell in love with that one chicken, and that didn't go his way. Yeah, she's a lesbian, and she's also the daughter of. Well, it's people have seen it. I'm sure everybody watched it, but she's the daughter of like Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke, which is like what the fuck. I did not know that. Yeah, Maya Hawke, daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan. Ethan I did not Hawke. know that was Uma Thurman's daughter. Wow. Yep, you can't. You couldn't I tell. S- I see it now. <laughs> well, now I do. Yeah. Well, you look. She looks like Ethan Hawke too. There's both in there. I don't know. This. She doesn't look like the Prince of Tide. She, but I. I can see. But yeah, Steve. Uh, Wait, that was Kevin Costner. Steve, yeah, Steve, the guy who plays Steve. Anyway, he's in there. But yeah, no, it was enjoyable. I, I'm sure you have one of the streaming services that it's on. It's on like everything now. I, fa- I found it weird yeah, that it was Disney on. Plus. It was on HBO Max and Disney Plus at the same time. But I guess they have because I think it, it is like technically a Disney movie, like they did. Yeah, it was they one of those movies it. that was. It was in development at Fox 
And I think they were either finished with it or close to finish with it when the Disney merger happened. So that's oh, okay, probably yeah. a, a side effect of that. I mean, but there's yeah. but there's straight and up Disney's doing whatever they can to like take their stuff off other services. Right. Been happening slowly yeah. and steadily, for sure. But yeah, it, it was it was a fun movie, and I and I forgot to mention it last week. It doesn't really matter because neither of you saw it. But Justin and I finally saw Spider Man, and it was wonderful. We saw that last week, and it. Did you see it in the theater? Or we saw it in the theater. Yeah. Yes, we did, and it was great. Cool. It was worth it was worth the wait. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. We don't have to wear masks anymore, so it's probably cool. <laughs> well, we did. We didn't wear masks in the theater, but there wasn't that many people in there, so it was fine. I mean, let. I mean, Spider Man's wearing a mask. That's good enough. He is. He's keeping everybody safe. Yeah, exactly. Well, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the rest of the stuff and about Nintendo Switch's birthday and all that stuff. It's your birthday. Cool. Skip the Switch games. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! <laughs> With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo may never made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendomate Podcast! Game over!
right, we're back from the break. Uh, what else do you have to talk about, Jeremy? What else do I have to talk about? Well, not a whole lot. We talked about the game I played the most of, which was Arceus. Honestly, that's really about it. I played a little bit of Pinball FX. I forgot about that game. It's like technically yeah. what Pinball FX 3 or something like that. It's a good game. Yeah, 3. I, yeah, uh, I wanted to uh, play Medieval Madness for whatever reason. I just got this Do you follow desire uh, to play Medieval Madness. Do you follow Do you follow Logan Arcade on the social media? I do not. Okay, because they were just putting a bunch of Maybe stuff up about... Uh, Medi- about medieval madness and i thought maybe that's that what got you into it like you read a post or something and you were like oh Mm-mm. medieval madness i just got a random desire to play some pinball yeah and i was like oh yeah i have this so i played that for maybe like 20 minutes it wasn't very long but it's probably been two years since i played that game most of my like facebook time i've made it to where i only follow like i don't know like people that i people that i like and like groups that i'm in like i'm in like an mm-hmm. rpg group and like a dragon quest group and like a horror movie group and a bunch of other stuff and that's like most of the stuff that i read but i follow like you know logan arcade and and uh toy du jour and I always read their stuff because i'm interested in what i think they, i follow them both doing. on insta but my facebook involvement is so little like whenever i do get on there it's just like there's it's, too much to catch up on yeah it's just like an instinct thing it's just something i do when i'm bored and have nothing else to do like it's not something well I once like i took doing. it off my phone i stopped doing that it helps a lot it's not something i do like when i'm trying when but i've got yeah, when I'm at home, I, I want to watch something or play something and not do any phone things at all. Well, I've got Twitter on my phone, which is just as bad, if not worse in some ways. So, Speaking of pinball, I follow Weird Al, and he announced this week that he has a pinball machine coming out. It looks really cool. I want to play I that. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised this didn't happen back in the 80s or something. Seems overdue. I mean, there's a lot of like new, like the Stern, Stern's done a bunch of like... Uh, music-based pinball machines. Like, there's, like, an ACDC machine. There's, like, a Metallica machine. Mm-hmm. Like, Def Leppard. Like Dick, new Iron not Man Def Leppard. I think they? it's an Iron Maiden one, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said Def Leppard. What I meant Iron was Maiden Iron Maiden. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's there there are a bunch of, like, music-based uh, arcade games that they made. I think there was an Aerosmith one, too, like, pinball games. Yeah, I think so, it's a Stern pinball machine, yeah. So it, make, it makes sense. I mean, they've, they've been doing that for a while. Like, that's the more recent, like, MGC stuff that we've seen. So, And I saw that there's a, 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 some UHF stuff on there. So, great. That's, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, so. I, got a UHF the camera. Wheel of Fish yeah, would yeah. fit perfectly in there. I hope it's Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to hit hit something to where you can cut people in half, like Conan the, for Conan the Librarian. You just, like, cut them straight down the middle <laughs> for returning books late. That's what I want. <laughs> And it comes in two versions. There's a, a limited edition. I think they're doing 250 versions where uh, on the top of the marquee is animated. So Al is playing the accordion and it looks really, really cool. Why do they need to make a special editions of such an expensive thing? Yeah. Jeez. Those, those, well, I mean, there, there are different versions. Like I remember like the Ghostbusters game and the Deadpool one. There's like different ones that have different things on it, depending on how much you want to pay for it or whatever. So you, there's it, they still play the same, but the way they, the way the little, the setups look is, is different. Like, yeah, how much whatever you know marquee shit they have on there back in the day before the pandemic when we could do cool things justin i saw a weird Al, and you did too jeremy the the um, yeah i saw weird Al as well the uh you know the acoustic weird owl that was a great day because we went to we went to like c2e2 and weird owl in the same day so i got to Thanks. see i got to see lloyd kaufman and weird owl like two of my favorite people like back to back so that was cool you got <laughs> to see weird owl do uh what was the song he did? Oh, he did the Ramon song. I was beat on the yeah, brat. Right? He did beat on the brat. Yeah. Beat on the brat. I was really, cover. I was really jealous that he did that for you, and I had to listen to "Stuck in the Middle," which is just not as good of a it's song. It's not. It's not. The, it's not the same level as uh, the Ramones no. at all. I don't think. Like not even. No. Yeah, not even in the same league or whatever. I've seen where I'll play like three times at least. I saw him twice in high school and and that once was my first later. Song. 
I've never seen him play, but I saw him at the uh, at his star ceremony on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's the only one that one of those that I ever went to, and the only one that I ever cared to go to. And apparently, it was one of the biggest turnouts because they have the same guy doing the ceremony, and he just remarked, "This is like huge, is the biggest turnout I think we've ever yeah. had in recent memory." And took over the whole block. And oh, I bet you say that's uh, all the turnouts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I got to see Weird Al. Doctor Demento was sort of his uh, uh, inaugurator. Oh so yeah, you cool. also saw Doctor Demento, didn't you, Trey? He was in the sh- at the Chicago show. Was he? I mean, uh, so I thought you told me that he came out and like introduced Emo Phillips or whatever. Oh, maybe I don't know who Doctor Demento is, so I, I wouldn't be one to say that. He would just be an old man at this point. I mean, I, I've he heard I've heard of the character, but I never really watched any of it. But Emo Phillips was in UHF, so I knew who that was. I'm like, I know that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the guy who cuts his arm, cuts his finger off in UHF. So mm-hmm. I recognized him. And he talks the same as he did in that movie. So, so, so there you go. It's the same sort of humor. But yeah, no, Weird Al's, Weird Al's great. Not a whole lot more for me, though, this week. I play, like I said, I play a little Majora, got a little stressed out. But once I, I don't know, I might come back to it. I, I'm just. You should. I'm I'm really bad at, like, once I get into a game, I, that's all I want to play. So right now, that's RCS. I'm still just kind of, like, caught in that funnel, that vortex. When you get back to Majora's Mask, you know, all you have to do is, like, two things at the beginning there. All you have to do is go is go and look through the telescope and get the moon tier and just take the place that the guy has with the moon tier and go and go the, through that uh, door. That's all you have to do. And the, the scrub the guy or whatever that has the, the that you get the deed from. Yeah, that, that's all you have to do is give him the, get the moon tier, give him the moon tier. And then you go and get use this thing to get to to get to the door up there. But then you have to wait till the last night for the door to open, and then you just have to shoot the. Then you have to just have to shoot the Ocarina out of the Skull mm-hmm. Kid's hand and go back in time. That's all you have to do in that in that first part. Honestly, I I know I can do it. I've beat it before. I have it on the 3ds. I've, I have not finished that version, but I t- got to be honest, I haven't finished very many games on the 3ds. It's a great system. But it's great. I have it. I have dozens of games. The uh, I, I realized that as far as like because I said I bought a bunch of 3ds and Wii U stuff. It has actually been adding gold coins to my uh, account on the Switch still, even though I'm buying stuff on Wii U and 3ds. So I have like ten dollars oh, worth of gold coins on there now. So I'm saving that for uh, Jokobo Racing GP. So it'll make it a forty dollar game instead of a fifty dollar game. So that's cool. Well, I did spend some of my gold points on something I haven't even tried yet. But yeah, I bought Morphe's Law. <laughs> Why? I, I bought that game. I told you it was bad. <laughs> I don't know. And, and I, I like those know. stupid games, but I couldn't get into it because it because it makes no sense. Like it, it, the whole thing doesn't make any fucking sense. Like I don't understand. Like you shoot people, and parts of you get bigger. Like isn't that a bad thing? Because parts of you get bigger and you're easier to hit. Shouldn't you get smaller from killing people? I don't know. Anyway, play it. It's a weird ass game. I couldn't understand. I could really, really cannot understand what the point. I thought of it the was. parts you hit of theirs got bigger, but you're if you hit them in the arm, your arm gets bigger. I think so. Yeah, I think it's the other way around. I think parts of you get bigger when you kill people. Oh. I don't know. I could not understand. I just could not get my get my head wrapped around that game. So if someone was truly OP, they would just have a giant head because they're like headshot everybody. I guess I don't. I guess maybe <laughs> to make it like even it out, so your head's bigger, so you're easier to kill because you're killing everybody. But I I doubt that anybody's even playing that game. Like I want you to boot it up and just see if anybody's even online because I I don't know if anybody's even going to be there for an online. Game. So well, I may it's not even for like two fifty. So yeah, I'm, it I'm was free. Yeah, I mean well, it was free. Really? Because oh, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So not really free because it's a, it's a nickel for every dollar you spend, right? Or no, it's a penny for every dollar you spend. Is it that low? Uh, no, I don't know. 
Because I've gotten like a dollar from it like used to a be a nickel a dollar on the Wii U, but I think it's a penny a dollar. Or I think every hundred points is a dollar, but you get because you can get like multiple dollars off of sixty dollars purchases. That's true. I, I think they do certain like promotions. Like you'll get you'll it. get like a you'll get like three dollars off of like a full sixty dollar game. Like if it's yeah. a Nintendo made game. So I mean, I think it's five percent. So I don't know what, is what the I, don't, gold I, don't know. Coins. I don't know how that works, but those gold coins have really, it's not 1%. It's 5%. Yeah. It's a pretty cool system. Like I have actually gotten a lot of games for free, quote unquote, like through the gold system, gold coin system. So, and I thought about, there's a bunch of games that are on sale that I thought about getting. Cause I'm like, I could just get them for free right now with the gold coins, but I'm like, no, nah, you know what? I'm just going to save it. Cause works like, you know, slower than it normally is right now. And I'm just going to save it for Chocobo because that's the game that I want more than anything else. So There's nothing I really care to buy, but besides Room Factory 5 and Kirby. So I guess I have a few games on the, on the horizon pretty soon. But but you'll get, to, yeah. you'll get to play a minimal version of Chocobo also because there'll be that free demo that, you can, that yeah. you can play some stuff with. So you get to try it out. Well, anyway, I, I think we'd be remiss not to mention the Jackbox Games Night we actually did this week. I got to try out the Drawful Animate. Man, Drawful Animate's fun. Like, I wish... That's cool. Yeah, that one's I really wish good. the others would have wanted to play more of that, because as far as I'm concerned, we could have just played that all night. Oh, I would I would have played it more. I, I think we, that was like, I think we uh, just wanted to that, move around, I guess. That's up with the T-Shirt Battle or whatever that game's called. Like, it's one of my favorite games I've played. And I, and I do prefer the drawing games, I think they're some of my favorite ones so that's what's different about me i guess i mean i like the ones where you have to make funny quips and educated answers and all that the drawing ones are a lot of fun and we uh we we tried playing that like murder mystery one where you like make the weapons out of letters or whatever i remember john mentioning that and we could not figure it out at all so we ended up quitting we just like quit we're like this game i i I can't do this game this game is too weird or it sucks or something so we just quit we quit and went to a different game (laughs) <laughs> to add to that, you guys were glitching out a lot. For whatever reason, your connection was kind of spotty, so we weren't hearing everything you were saying, and that game asks you to like talk to each other and stuff. So Yeah, I was really confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we, we were confused about it, and I was like, you know what, fuck this. Let's just play Quiplash or something. Like I just mm-hmm. I was like, let's just switch it to one that we already we'll know survive how to play. The internet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we did like yeah. survive the internet and Quiplash and just went to ones we already know how to play, because that one was too complicated to try to figure out. Basically, you have a letter out of your the game will pick a random letter out of your name and give it to you and say now hide this somewhere in your murder weapon you have to draw a murder weapon around the letter of your name yeah we figured that part people out. have to because uh, right, yeah. you can zoom it in and out and like rotate it move it around so, yeah like right. they, they, it's really easy to disguise it especially if you shrink it really small and then but also you were like making up like you were creating like made up characters and like guessing who murdered made up i, I was just yeah. real confused that's what was happening. And it was kind of funny. Well, because was, Shauna was the one that, didn't she say she didn't want to do any more drawing ones or wanted to take a break from drawing or something like that? And then, I think both her and Jess were feeling that way. And then we went to another drawing game. <laughs> we didn't even know. It's like, oh, God, this one's drawing too. Um, I do look forward. I found my tablet. So I look forward to using my yeah, tablet. Yeah, play, play with the tablet. Drawful that's, animate. That's what I do. Yeah, because then you get the bigger screen and you like get in there but yeah no, we, we finally yeah we finally got that going like uh jess is really looking forward to to jackbox night and, and i'd love to do it again got to sometime do it. soon um i forgot how much fun it is to just hang out and party with people at home yeah i don't know what's it my my living room must be like a dead zone or something because uh once you went in your office it was fine yeah because yeah. i'm actually farther away from the modem in the office than i am in the living room so i'm like i don't understand like why that does that that's that's weird 
it must just be a weird dead zone or something. But I'm like in between a wall and the door's closed over here and it's farther away and out there it's all an open room. Like I don't But know. I don't know. My internet might be spotty too, because I'm hardwired into my connection and I froze up earlier, so who knows? Yeah, it's kinda it's all over the place. Yeah. I mean I'm on so Wi Fi and I was computers gonna, yeah. on Ethernet. It's my PC, so Yeah, I was gonna switch it shouldn't mine to be doing that. I was going to switch my Ethernet, but I forgot to. But yeah, Jackbox, uh, we get to play 8, which I did play a little bit before with, uh, with John Wedgworth, but we got to play it again. And I tried using uh, I tried using my web camera for it, and I think that was worse than trying to use the regular computer camera. Because it was doing this weird fisheye thing where it's all, like, bended. Like That's because, as a superior camera, it's, like, got a better focus. So focuses on the middle more than, like, it doesn't really do yeah. the wide, flat yeah. thing, I guess. Yeah. I just thought I wanted to do that so I could like, you know, see you while we're playing. So it's not like we don't have to flip the thing and we don't see you or whatever. But yeah. I guess the last thing I wanted to mention, just because I feel like I haven't been watching much anime lately, like I decided I wanted to watch something today while I was cleaning. So I booted it up. I'm like, what do I want to watch? I specifically was after like, I'm going to start a series that maybe I've heard a little bit about, but I don't know anything. And I'm just going to start watching it. And I chose Hunter Hunter. Have you heard of Hunter Hunter? I've heard of it. Heard Actually, of it. Uh, one of one of Jess's... Uh, Whatever you would call that, like her cousin's kid, who's like, like I don't know, she's like ten or eleven or whatever. She's like super into anime, and she loves that show. That's like her favorite show. Like she got plushies. It's pretty good. She got plushies from the show for Christmas, and she also got a. Uh, they bought her like um like one of Jess's other cousins bought her like a a year subscription to Crunchyroll. Like that was the, <laughs> that was the the gift because she's a huge Crunchyroll junkie and all that. Which uh, did did you watch it on that? What what did you watch the show on? Or was it on? Oh, uh, it's on it's on Netflix. Oh, okay, like, I just I already had, but uh. No, I like it so far. It's it's very formulaic in a lot of ways. Like a lot of animes have this whole like almost like a superhero thing where they're like going through all these trials to become like these top tier hunters. So uh, you just have different characters. But I don't know if you've watched any JoJo Bizarre Adventure. No, it reminds me a little bit of that where like as much as anybody hates anybody else. Like you'll hear their internal monologue and they actually admire each other. So they'll be like, oh, yeah. I hate you, but you have such great agility when you move to the left. And I think that's probably because when oh, yeah. you were younger, you trained a lot and you actually are a very tenacious opponent. And I appreciate that. But they're like, not saying it loud. <laughs> and like, that's the whole show. It's all like, I've seen that in vibey, video games like, too. Yeah. Teamwork yeah. Yeah. And Where so it's like, I respect it definitely you. Yeah. kind of feels like it's, I could understand why people like you were saying your uh, cousin or whatever, who's like younger would gravitate to it. Sort of like whatever the equivalent of that, of like having a niece, but like through a cousin and not a sibling. But it's got like, it's got a super bright, super cartoony kind of thing going for it. But people get fucking murdered in that show. (laughs) It's, it's dark and it's maybe not super gory all the time. I mean, someone gets their heart ripped out in the episode I just watched. So Mm. it's very temple of doom. So it gets gory sometimes, but um, I don't know. It somehow still maintains that air of like innocence while it does it. So, and it's not even like satirical. It's hard to explain. Like it feels like a lot of other ones I've seen, but it's not like gritty for the sake of being gritty. Like it, it maintains like a kind of more happy go lucky. Also, like if you, I, I dare you to listen to it and, don't think you hear Dragon Quest music because I swear to God, like, just, <laughs> um, they keep coming back to you. It sounds just like the Dragon Quest theme. You see, it said like the rolling things and the horns. Like it just sounds like Dragon Quest music. Like obviously, it was inspired by that. But probably, I don't know. I I watched like ten episodes. I think like I just threw it on while I was well because I promised Shauna today that I would clean the floors. And we haven't cleaned the floors in a while, so I had to 
I was going around sweeping and mopping. And how do you watch anime and clean, clean the floors? You got you got to well, you got to look at the subtitles and you got to watch where you're cleaning. Also, number one, <laughs> do you like strap it to your subtitles. head? No, number one, I use dubs. So for that, I for blasphemy. that I must apologize. It's, it's fine. Our fans who think that's blasphemy. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. whatever. I, I wanted to experience an anime while I didn't have to always look at screens. So. I, I, I get I get you. And I really was able to like because it's also another one of those shows where they're like hyper descriptive of what's actually happening like one of the friends will be standing like well he just punched him with his right arm and i noticed his right arm looks weaker (laughs) and now i notice the enemy seems to be thinking about sweeping with his left leg under him i hope he reacts like i would react where i would raise my right leg but then suddenly raise my left leg you know like (laughs) everything about it's got this very like dragon ball z slow down everything is super duper hyper analyzed within the story and it just takes a really long time to actually get through any certain event but i still found it really entertaining that's like dragon ball z too right like where it takes like yeah, forever yeah. to get no, through it's totally a battle. like that now, the way you were describing it there this that's totally 90s x-men comics like the original chris claremont stuff everything is so descriptive like it's like let's talk about everything we're doing at all times it's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna I'm gonna bamf over there because of this reason, and it's just like constantly explaining everything, like in the speech bubbles that they do. That was a major Claremont thing, and in like the in like the you know the popular '90s X Men stuff and all that. So I remember that from those comics. Maybe it was some influence from that as well. But yeah, everything is like we're gonna talk about everything that we're doing. So it's gonna mm-hmm. take you forever to read these comics because there's so much fucking words about everything. It's like okay, just stop. But yeah, I will say, having seen it, I recommend it. Like, check it out if if you're looking for something to watch. It's you know the the protagonist is a typical like naive, lighthearted, but still extremely powerful, even though they don't know how powerful they are. And then like all the friends they've made like were enemies at first, but grew to love them because of their naive attitude. Even though they're all kind of rivals in this almost battle royale situation, he's caused people to like him because of how he is, you know, and how he tells it like it is. He's super innocent, and he's from like this remote island, you know. And he decided to be to pursue this career as a hunter because that's what his dad did. But what's kind of fucked up is like he never met his dad because his dad liked being a hunter so much that he just abandoned his kid and his family and stuff. And he's like, well, I want to be a hunter, too, now so I can understand why my dad loved it so much that he abandoned us for it. <laughs> it's just this weird, like naive, like detached way to it must look at have it been great. Strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it must have been great if he abandoned everyone for for it. I want to do it, too. Mm. It's strange. But yeah, I recommend it. It's cool. And uh, it's on Netflix and Crunchyroll. So there's multiple options for it. Yeah, there was there was one thing I wanted to say about Crunchyroll that's pretty cool, which I think I mentioned it a while back. But uh, I guess like a Crunchyroll, either Crunchyroll rot, bought Funimation or Funimation bought Crunchyroll, whatever. They're like one and the same now. So uh, they're actually moving all of the content from Funimation onto Crunchyroll to make like this ultimate anime service, which is great for all the people who played who paid for both. But uh, because I had a because I had a subscription to Funimation, I got a I got like a an off or like a, a deal in the email or whatever, giving me two free months of Crunchyroll. So I got back on Crunchyroll. So that's cool. I grandfather you cool. back in. Yeah. yeah. So they gave me like sixty days free of, of on Crunchyroll. So I'm like, oh, cool. So I've been watching the the animated the Blade Runner anime that I never finished. That's what I was watching today because I love Blade Runner. But uh, it's cool for anybody. And and I don't know if you can get a deal of that sort. Sometimes they offer like a whole like month's worth of stuff. I know you can watch it for free if you want to. But they, 
but they load it like with so many fucking commercials that I just can't, I just can't do it. Like on the on the free mode, it's just too. It's like it's like the it's like the the episodes are fucking twice the length because they put so many commercials in there. It's like fuck you, like I I cannot. So I can only watch it without the commercials because I feel like it's like when I tried to watch the Blade Runner thing, it took me like tw- fifteen minutes to even get to the first beginning of it. Because of, and they put some weird ass fucking pro life commercials and shit on there as well. So uh, so yeah, it was like uh, yeah, I had to watch all these commercials for like fifteen minutes before I could even see it. And I'm like, I fuck this. So yeah, you may be able to get deals out of it. And so and if you have Funimation, pro, pro cancel it. Pro life, like what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Th- these are ones I saw for the. Uh, it was it wasn't for um it was it was for Food Wars, not a oh the Blade Blade Runner one when I saw the pro life ones but it's just kind of like why is this here this is really cringy don't put this here but yeah um, see if you can get some deals on Crunchyroll I'm I'm happy to get it back for free and all that for a few months so that's cool because I've been itching to go to go back and watch some watch some stuff on there so so yeah and you can watch it on Switch too yep for me the only thing um, I didn't have anything really video game wise this week that I did that was new but I did actually start a campaign in dungeons and dragons you know last week we had our, our zero session where we just planned out our characters but today we're uh, uh, this week we, we were off and running so uh we have a story where we're a band we have escaped from prison on an airship and we're off to find the greatest song in the world you're the bard yeah. and the rest are just musicians right which is their like skill or whatever yeah so here's the funny thing about our band is that uh we have me the the bard who's mm. a, dr- a drummer of the group we have uh a saxophonist uh and then the other two guys are the manager and then the lighting technician so this band is just a <laughs> drum and a saxophone it's like a it's like drum and bass but it's drum and sax it's it's right it's, it's the uh D like version of it busking band like you have a bucket yep. a couple buckets and he's got the saxophone and you're just making money in the subway <laughs> yeah right yeah totally i remember that when i used to go do things and saw people play music in the subway i wonder what pan- the pandemic did to them the sub- subway players probably They're nothing probably nothing good okay <laughs> well get dark there sorry going so we were in our airship and we crashed into a dragon in the sky and we hit the ground and um we're on a remote island we just got off the remote island we were attacked by by like stick creatures uh, we had a big battle with the stick creatures, and that was the conclusion of our our session. So we had our we had our first uh, battle. Who has fire session. magic? Who has fire magic? Well, you don't. Like I said, you, you don't start with a whole lot of magic to start with, or at least how oh. we played it. Like mages, like like Jess was a mage, and they only got like one magic missile, and you only get to use that like maybe one per three sessions or something like that so it's like i said it's not like final fantasy where you can just like fire up like till, cool the, till the day is done yeah it's it's it there's like a yeah there's like a cool down and because yeah we never used it or anything because you had to get stronger before you get other spells so you could not you know i don't know but the stick people probably i mean were they like really thick sticks or like twigs like i mean you, you could probably just breathe on them and they'll fall over i don't know <laughs> depending on what I kind imagine of they were they twigs are. But there, there was a lot of them. Um, we defeated the stick army, and uh, yeah, that, that's where we left it. So now we're we're in the middle of the woods on this remote island, and we'll see where it goes. You know, I I went into this really knowing nothing, you know, but the I, I went into it knowing as much as any basic person knows about Dungeons and Dragons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so were, now I'm roll kinda dice. seeing how it really works. <laughs> yeah, roll the dice, and somebody is telling a story of some kind, and but now I see I see like okay. 
I can see how the game really depends on having a good dungeon master. Oh yeah, yeah. And our dungeon master is he's very good. He's been doing this for a long time and uh, like twenty something years, and he even has goal to do this professionally because I guess people are professional dungeon masters. I don't know that. Um, do you use like miniatures and stuff? No, so we use roll twenty, which you know because everybody's playing all over the all over the country, and the interface of roll twenty is really pretty cool. It's uh, an all in one package for uh, a digital version of tabletop role playing games. So, so you don't actually roll dice, right? You roll dice like digitally. Like you hit a button. You roll the dice digitally, though we did yeah. have some, we did have dice. You know, I was over at my brother-in-law's and he has dice. Yeah. So we were doing. I wouldn't trust, uh, I wouldn't trust the too. program. I would want to roll my own dice. So can you be like, enter your own number and then roll your own dice and it gives you that option? Like, can you cheat? Can you, not cheat saying? necessarily, but can you roll physical dice and just enter the number rather than use the RFD yes. the program? Okay. Yeah, that's what we were doing. And so. Yeah, it's like the, the whole interface, you know, it's like a combination of like a social network where you can match up and join other games if you want to. You can join strangers games or you can have, host your own game. And then once you go into the actual playing mode, you have you have maps that your dungeon master can import. Like our dungeon master, he made his own uh, unique map and it's very detailed and everything. And, um, and he's guiding the game and there's different, you can like zoom in on different parts of the map. And we could see like he made this story where, where our airship crashed. And so there was a crashed airship on the screen and yeah. where those are icons and we can move them this way, that way as we please each of us. Uh, so it is uh, and all, and all the while you, you also have uh, a built-in video chat system. You know, so you don't have to go to Skype or anything. It's all, all in one. It's really, cool. really pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, like I, I played, I played a role playing stuff like tabletop many times, and we never, mm-hmm. we never had maps or miniatures or anything like that. We would just explain it where, like the dungeon match, that would explain wherever we were. We never went like you know, mm-hmm. like spot by spot by spot or anything like that. We'd be like, we're gonna go over here. Okay, what's over there? All right, well these guys attacked you, and then we'd roll for it. But we never used like miniatures or actual maps or anything like that for for weird. It is helpful, especially being online and everybody's in their own location and everything have something that we're all looking at so we have an idea of what's going on and all and also that that dungeon master is definitely like it's like zero to a hundred there like right at the beginning it's like number one you already got an airship no that takes a long time mm-hmm. in rpgs before you get to the airship and you hit a fucking dragon with the airship when you first take off with it it's like it's like heroin and cocaine like together there it's like yep. up and up and down <laughs> it's like hey you got an airship oh no you're on the ground you already hit a giant dragon <laughs> what happened to the you dragon like why did the dragon not try to kill you after uh after you hit the hit the hit it with the fucking airship, or did it, or, or was it? It they, was dead. Were like two ships la- passing in the night? Oh, you killed it, and we landed. Uh, did we fight? Yeah, we fought the dragon in the sky, and then the ship crashed on the dragon. We landed on the dragon to soften the blow, so we didn't all die. Oh, there you go. So that so it yep. made it made it easier for you with the dragon. Yep. Then you use the dragon body to like repair your ship somehow. No, we didn't forage for parts like in Monster Hunter or anything like mm-hmm. that. So. So you uh, melt down its skin to like make it adhesive. You gotta <laughs> make it. Gotta make it into your new uh, sword. You gotta take those bones out and make <laughs> the perfect dragon slayer sword. Oh, that's cool. Um, hopefully it'll. Yeah, no, it sounds fun. Like it's. Uh, hopefully it'll turn you on to other. I RPGs. would love to play D anD. D It's just one of those things where I'd have to like. You gotta jump in that roll twenty yeah. thing. Apparently, it's like the new chat roulette, but like uh, you know, not creepy. Where you can well, just jump you in there to... and play with people. 
Random you need people. to be able to meet consistently because like you want to be part of the campaign as it goes. I mean, it's like a podcast. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. It. Yeah, it's that's the main thing. I mean, it's not like week. a podcast because there's a lot more to it with systems and stuff. But that's what I mean. Like, I don't want to miss an episode of the podcast if possible. Like, I've missed a couple, but like, I want to be part of the story. So sure. It, once I'm in a D and D campaign, I would feel very strange about missing a session. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that's the thing is you got to try to keep it up, and that's and we it we had it we couldn't do it like when we were trying to do the theater one like it's we only did it a couple times because everybody got too busy, but it was fun. The ones that we did were fun, you know. It's just yeah, it's a lot of dedication, especially if you're the dungeon master. You got to write a lot of shit and figure all that out and all that. You also have to stand by your lore and not like let the people talk shit to you. Like you're in control, you got to maintain control. Kind of seems right. And he knows a lot too. Like um, you know, if I. If I would suggest, you know, if I said, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to do this," and you know, he would say, "Well, actually, you're you're a Goliath, and you know, you can't do that." Really, as I was saying, uh, my character description, I think I said that he was, you know, 640 pounds, and he said, "Well, actually, the typical range for a Goliath is up to 340 pounds," and um, uh, so he he was helpful in like keeping the reality of this of this situation you know or keeping it consistent between all the characters yeah. and their perception mm-hmm. yeah 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 i mean yeah that's important. that's important you have to have like a consistent world if we're all going to exist within it together right oh, wait that's not the way real life is <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of uh tabletop rpgs we gotta we gotta talk about the uh big announcement from pokemon represents so let's get on that <laughs> getting another pokemon game at the end of the year we're getting i don't even know what to think pokemon game like scarlet and violet so it's so all the stuff that we loved about arceus may not may be gone because we got another two game regular regular ass pokemon coming out but it also looks like it's open world yeah i mean well what kind of was to a certain extent they had open world segments I, I just want, uh, and and it's and I thought it was funny. Hopefully, I don't know if you noticed it too in the trailer, but automatically, I already saw like the bad animation that you see in the background of Arceus. Yep. It's right there in the when it shows the windmills. There's a, like one in the corner that's like like going really slow. And also, the textures were quite visible. So. I think they're just reusing the engine, and I'm fine with that. I thought it looked really similar too, and some people were like, "Oh, it looks so much better." And I was like, "I think it looks no, the same as Arceus." Like, looks the same. I, I thought it looked like the same game. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too. I mean, they I were like, it looks the same. Very like yeah. forward at the beginning, and in the in the bottom left corner is like not final game footage. Like, yeah, I, I swear to God, this was running on the Arceus engine, which is probably an Unreal Engine or whatever. So yeah, I, I automatically looked, thought it looked the same too, probably because we'd both spent a lot of time in Arceus I bet they and seeing this. I'm like, models. this looks the same. Yeah. yeah, like it looks like the same. That's but- okay though. Like, do it. That's fine. Make something cool and compelling, but don't make us go to a separate screen for battles anymore. Like, yeah, man, the the streamline nature of Arceus, like, it's going to be hard to go back to. A traditional Pokemon, at least in a 3D world, like, okay, let's say they, like, 
do a demake or they go back in time for funsies and make another 2D Pokemon game. That's cool. I'll do it. Well, that, I mean, they but did kind of. As far as the, the 3D, the re-release. Yeah. As far as the 3D shit goes, it's hard to turn back from Arceus. Like you've already showed us how it can be better. You can't go back now. Like yeah, no, I can that- catch a Pokemon. I can be in the I can be in the process of de- dealing my final blow in a battle and already be walking to where I'm going to go next because you just get like to that point where you're in rhythm with your actions in Arceus and it's a very satisfying feeling and I I hope the new Pokemon game has that Scarlet and Johansson or whatever it's called <laughs> Scarlet and Violet <laughs> Oh that's right I want I want the Violet one just because I like purple a lot <laughs> I like the color purple yeah. but it's a yeah no I I would be I, I would f- be really sad if they don't use the Arceus stuff because, yeah, like you're saying, like they have to bring that in there, right? They need to have the seamless fighting. They really should let you catch the Pokemon without being in the battle. Like that was the coolest thing ever. Like let us, like why would you not put that in there? Like keep some of the stuff from Arceus, but you know, make it put like gyms and shit in there or whatever, you know, and do do your gyms and breeding and all the stuff that you do in the regular Pokemon games, and just bring in the cool stuff from Arceus is what I want to see. And I guess this one, a lot of the speculation, people are saying that it looks like Spain, like the world, like kind of shaped the same as the Spain country. Um, there's an emphasis on like oranges and grapes between. The the two of them scarlet is oranges and no uh, i could agree that little grapes. Room. and that little room with the little it looked like they had little tapas laying on the table like <laughs> i could totally see it being spaced. well and also like the names we didn't mention the starters but the names of the starters are based on like mm. like 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 was it uh the the gatito uh spear mm. gatito like gatito is small cat in spanish so mm. it's like already in there but i mean what do you think of the uh starters like i i automatically kind of wanted the duck one because i haven't seen because there hasn't been a duck starter out of all of they're them they're better than the rcs starters i'll say that well the, i mean those ones are already already existed but rallets yeah. but rallets still great like don't knock rallet awesome. no i don't like rallet rallet's been out of my party for almost the entire i love rallet that's great but uh it's still set at level like less than 20 well, in my in my pokedex your mistake um I have my whatever. decidui with me all the time, but whatever. Uh, no, I I was like all about Quaxley, the duck one, and then I saw like people yeah. basically comparing it to Trump because it has the fucking comb over hair thing, and I'm like, ah, it's don't, hard don't not do that to compare to me. him to Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Well, also it you looks know, like it looks like a Disney he's character. Always be a duck. And he does duck lips. And they're folks. yeah, and they're also like uh, people are comparing it to like uh, whatever the fuck it's called, Kingdom Hearts, like uh, Donald Duck stuff like that. But there's never been a duck starter, so whatever, let them have one. And then there's the fucking uh, crocodile that looks like when Dig Dug and Mo- and Bubble Bobble walked into a bar and and had sex in the bathroom and and gave birth to Foy Coco. Honestly, he <laughs> reminds me of my um, he reminds me of my uh, villager in Animal Crossing. That's the crocodile type, but he has like a ship head. I can't remember what his name is, but like it's his head's actually like a ship with like ports and stuff on it, like uh, portholes along it, and uh, that's what it reminded me of. But if you look at it, like it's definitely supposed to. He's he looks like an apple, like he's an apple crocodile. He's got a little stem coming out of his head, and kind of looks like the shine on the side of a a, a, a red delicious. The the red and white reminded me of Dig Dug because the Dig Dug character has the same thing with the white head and the red bottom. So I thought about that little Dig Dug guy. And if you look at the Bubble Bobble guys, they have the same, they're the same sort of dinosaur with the mouth, with the one tooth in the middle. Like they still, they kind of look like mm-hmm. the same character. So if you like blend both of those together. I see that. Like Fishbowl, Homer Simpson, 
type stuff. You know, you get you get that. You get the Fue Coco, which I guess is Fuego, and Coco is like Spanish for honestly. He's probably the crocodile. One I like also, the best, I was thinking three. between. Well, but there's see the problem with Fue Coco is that there've been like a million other alligator starters. Like they've I've seen those before, so I wanted something different. There hasn't been a duck starter yet, so I was kind of like, oh, you know what? Went at the duck. But why does he have to have that fucking weird wig on top? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean the real the real question is is the like. Is what the final, final is what the final yeah. evolutions are because the, these ones don't matter that you'll only see these for like the first 10, 10 levels and hopefully they you can decide when to evolve and all that they should just bring all the fucking Arceus shit in here please but it had an interesting way of showing it like a guy like walking through the thing like we thought it was like some live action thing or something but it's like what is Game Freak Freak actually doing and I'm sure it's going to be out uh, right before Thanksgiving like it normally is in November every year and that may mean that. Zelda gets pushed, but I'm still waiting for Zelda to show up at E3. Well, that's why I don't think it will get pushed because yeah. of my feelings about Mario. Uh, God damn, what am I forgetting what it's called now? Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. There we go. Yeah, yeah it's, it was so long ago. It was almost five years. Ago. I think Breath of the Wild Two is going to get delayed, though. Honestly, it's been delayed. But I was, if times. I was going to, but if I was going to do like, uh, let's let's bet on this right now. I would bet that it's coming out in 2023. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good bet, just because it gets delayed all the time. But just for the fun of it, I will bet. And that I think it's it'll coming be out. a hardware bridge software title. I'm I'm gonna bet that it's coming out in 2022, and that it would not be a hardware bridge title. I hope it's not, and also because of the the lack of chips and stuff. But 2023, we're supposed to be kind of getting back into like certain companies will be back to like their standard production. I mean, if you look at like all the different versions of the uh, switches that have come out, they've all come out like. Like, if you break it down, like, when the Switch came out, and when the Switch Lite came out, and when the OLED came out, they were always, like, a, what, like every two years or something like that. So, the next version would be, like, whatever that is. Whatever whatever the Pro is, or whatever the fuck they want to call it. That would fall on 2023, right? Or 2024. I don't know. I put it on Twitter once, and I forgot. Like, But if you look at, look at the times that they came out, it'll either be, like, 2023 or 2024. And now there's this new... There's these new, like, you know, leaks, supposedly, that has, like, the same code on there that was the code that was used for on the original Switch. So there's some sort of NVIDIA thing. I don't know. Didn't NVIDIA... I mean, NVIDIA, like, leaked the the the, the pro that didn't happen before also. So more of that yeah. stuff. I don't know. I think it's just going to be, like, just a better version that just runs everything better. Like, it's not going to be, like, a Switch 2. Because, you know, the president said, like, that they were only halfway through the Switch life cycle. And there's... They're five years in, and it's like nowhere near slowing down anytime. You know, it's like they sold like a hundred million units. They beat the PlayStation One and the Wii. Like it's I'm well, sure. just because they're not ha- just because they're halfway through the Switch lifestyle cycle doesn't mean they're not going to release a new system. Like they plan on the Switch having at least another five years in it, but that doesn't mean they're not going to go to something else in the meantime and co-develop for the Switch at the same time. Yeah, I think that well, I said before when the OLED came out, I think that this was. OLED is just the standard, uh, you know, uh, reworking the innards and, you know, yeah, making it's like it the, cheaper, right? The PS2 so think, Slim or the, the 3DS XL or 2D, the, the, the DS XL, like. I mean, it's kind of yeah, like, 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 like the XL because the screen's bigger. Yeah. Improvement. The screen's bigger so I think and nicer looking. It, we probably will get another Switch that is actually this time more akin to the Switch 1.5. I don't know about a Switch 2, but something that is a a boost to something that you know it's it's not just a benefit to the handheld mode but also a benefit to the docked mode 
and I I do think you know I said it at the top of the show that you know is Zelda going to get delayed? I don't know. I, I go either way on it, I guess. But I I think it's gonna I think it is gonna come out in 2022. It's been five years now since Breath of the Wild, and it's not a whole new engine that they're using. And talking of Majora's Mask, you know, Majora's Mask in like a year and change. Five years is, I think, more than enough time to come out with the next Breath of the Wild. And what else would they have uh, this Christmas season? Pokemon. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do have Pokemon. That's a huge That's a huge seller. When does that come out, though? Is that fall or is that... It's it, it'll be out and it'll be out in November. They just said uh, the they just said uh, the end of twenty twenty two. So yeah, they didn't specifically say. I'm just telling you, it'll every Pokemon comes out the week before Thanksgiving. Like every Pokemon ever always comes out at that time. Like except a lot for, of Zelda's come out in November too, though. Except for Arceus, Usually around November twenty first, somewhere around. Yeah, maybe. yeah, I don't know because yeah, because that that's when they would normally release the the Pokemon's always come out before Thanksgiving because I because I played so many at Thanksgiving. Like I, I think I said that yeah. when uh, when Brilliant Diamond and, and Shining Pearl came around. Is it possible they could have two big marquee games for Christmas? I mean, didn't they do that with Mario Odyssey and uh, and Breath of the Wild? Kind of. Well, I guess Breath of the Wild was at the beginning, but Mario Mario Odyssey. It was and, a launch, but and like, Blade Two. Literally, I guess, anyone who ever buys a Switch yeah. gets Breath of the Wild. Like, right? I, it's almost. As one to one as uh, well, Mario Kart, not quite there. I was gonna say it's not. There's, it's not up there with Mario Kart or Animal Crossing. No. So there's also a lot of people who you know, Pokemon has its installed fan base, and Zelda has its fan base, and there's a lot of people who pick one or the other. I think um, my guess would be there's probably probably everybody plays Zelda, and you know, not everybody, myself included, plays Pokemon. And if you are a Nintendo big Nintendo fan, you'd probably have no problem buying both so i i could i couldn't see you know you know why 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 wouldn't they have two big marquee games it's, yeah I, I could see that happening i think the pokemon company almost at this point exists on its own i mean it right does, but there's that too it knows nintendo's it's cash cow but it's got so many mobile games it's crazy yeah i mean well some of them are on switch too like that was that was weird like that was the thing about pokemon presents which i skipped but i don't really care it was like the whole first half it was like mobile 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 here's all this mobile stuff and i'm well, like i watched i don't care later yeah. <laughs> i was waiting for the it real stuff because yeah. i did I, I clicked on the link that john sent in the slack and i was like cool i'll just be able to go right to it but when i click on the link it's like here's the youtube on the top but then under it is like pokemon scarlet violet stuff and i'm like fuck you I wanted to watch it on the thing. Like it already spoiled it in itself because oh, no. YouTube stupid. I had like already that, seen Scarlet Violet on my tw- uh, on my phone when I woke up. Well, like, I didn't check anything intentionally to not see any spoilers, so that's. Why I had I, some sort yeah. of notification that talked about it. I don't know what if it was a YouTube page I followed or what, but it was just like, damn it! But I was also like, okay, yeah, there's another Pokemon game. Big surprise. Well, I just saw that. I just saw that it was there, and I'm just like, maybe somebody just made that up. Like, maybe that's not real. And then it happened later. I was like, oh, okay, well, there it is. I mean, it's an odd. Yeah, it's not Pokemon like Life and Death or whatever. Like I expected to be the next. <laughs> uh, the, what was <laughs> the it? Next I, dichotomy. It's like what did I say? Uh, some ele- other colors. Electric chair or lethal injection. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon guns and knives. Pokemon, yeah. and I like uh, Pokemon Death Row, <laughs> the Death Row Pokemon. Uh, you Pokemon can start Crips and Bloods. You can start with uh, Snoop, uh, Dre, or Tupac. It's a, uh, it's like later Death Row. So you know, Pokemon East Coast West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Big versus whoever. I don't know. I yeah. I I really hope that the new Pokemon is like Arceus because if it isn't, I'm gonna be real sad. And if they, if I they, think it's gonna be, a they don't take all that cool stuff. 
Sword Shield and Arceus, and I think it's going to be more stats, less action. Well, I mean, Sword Sword and Shield did kind of have that open world area with the Pokemon walking around, so I was hoping that that would just be everywhere. That you would just see that everywhere, and then maybe you can catch the Pokemon and still fight them like seamlessly without going to a different area. Like they could keep all that stuff in there and then just maybe get rid of those like dark souls want to be a boss stuff. Well, they should get rid of yes, them anyway. Please. Cause yes, you don't please. even like them. Well, I personally don't, I don't know anyone that does. And like, does anybody like it so much? They wish it was like, no, the main gameplay <laughs> mode. I don't know. So. Not really. I mean, it's, those were kind of throwaway to me. But I was like, eh, whatever. the actual, like creeping around and like sneaking up on Pokemon and stuff. I do want that to be the standard 3d Pokemon. Oh yeah. No, that's great. And that should be, that should be in the new one. And I'd be really disappointed if it's not there. I like, I like how the, how it's reversed. And I've seen people put that on, on the internet, but how like in the first game, it's like, stay out of the grass. That's the scary area. Yeah. That's where the Pokemon attack you. But now it's like, I'm in the grass, motherfucker. Like I'm the scary thing in the grass coming after you. You better stay out of the grass, asshole. And I like, I like it. It's the tables have turned. Now the grass is your area. It's not. It's and not I actually good. like when I'm in the grass, like, you know, in sneak mode. And then I'm like stalking an alpha. And they like charge because they do like charge animations or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah. we'll charge right into the grass and be like a It'll couple feet away down. from me. But it doesn't see me. No, no. It'll be like so close. It'll be like do some like intimidation animation. Turn around. I immediately plump. You're my motherfucker. <laughs> I got you from the grass. All right. Well, uh, let's just let's just talk about the switch for a while since it's uh, since it's on its fifth year anniversary. I made up a list of my top five switch games just because I did something on Twitter. Not just because of that, but I was thinking of it because it was they were like, what's your favorite game of every Nintendo console? You know? And I was trying to figure out what was what's my favorite number one Switch game. And it was kind of hard for me because I'm like, I can't say Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild was never a Switch game for me. I played it on Wii U. So mm-hmm. that doesn't count for me. It's not a Switch game to me. So this is my, I could just go through my list really quick. This is my top five that I made for this show. Like looking back on the five years of the Nintendo Switch, here are my top five Nintendo games. My favorite game actually that I went with and I, you know, I'm fine with it. My favorite game is Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing New Horizons, oh. because no matter what, no matter what mood I'm in or whatever, I can still boot up the game and play it. Like it's infinitely playable. Like that's why I chose it is that like, no matter what, I can still play it and still have fun with it for like an hour or two. Like it's, that's what I was kind of going for. Like how, you know, like how Super Mario Brothers 1 is such a great game. Because, like, no matter what mood you're in, you can still jump into it and still play it, and it's still fun, and it's still super playable. And that's how I feel about Animal Crossing. Like, it's always... You can always play it. Like, it's not like something you go through, and you're not going to come back to it, you know? This is one you can just jump on, even if it's just for a little bit, and it's still fun. And there's just still a lot of stuff to do, and there's the characters are still super endearing. And yeah, I, can, I just... That was the only one I could really land on as being, like, my number one Switch game. Like, favorite. And it's definitely the one I played the most, because it's really easy to jump into, you know, and it's never ends. Like it's, it's like I said, it's infinitely playable. So that was my number one. And number two, Dragon Quest Eleven, of course, because uh, it's the number one RPG on the system, I think. And this one I actually thought about being tied for number two or three, but Tetris 99, number three, because that game is also in- infinitely playable. It's always fun for you to turn it on and play it. There's always stuff happening with it, and I love playing it, and I always have a great time playing it. Number four, 
Splatoon 2, just because I played the shit out of that game and it never made it into any of my end of the year list. And I don't know why, because I, it must've been in the first one. It had to have, because it was so damn good. Maybe it just came out too late and I didn't play it enough. Anyway, Splatoon 2, I had a lot of fun with. Jeremy, Jeremy and I did a shit ton of uh, Splatfests and online play sure. and all that stuff. And I'm really excited for Splatoon 3, which is supposed to come out this summer. Don't forget about that. So that's coming along as well. And just because I love Metroid so much, I put Metroid Dread as number five for my top five games. I just put it up there just because Metroid needs more love. I almost put Monster Hunter Rise on there as five just because I really like that game a lot too. But let's put that on six. I've kind of felt some remorse about my list of games from last year that I thought maybe I should have put Monster Hunter Rise a little bit higher because I did really enjoy that game a lot. Not that Shin Megami Tensei is bad because it isn't, but Monster Hunter Rise is a really, really good game too. You got to... Yeah, you got to keep your uh, JRPG fans happy. So I uh, put Breath of the Wild number one, because for me, that was always a Switch game. I mean, that's so how you got it, yeah. I had that fever dream. It almost seems like it never happened. Experience of playing it, you know, two weeks before it was publicly released. And only like media outlets have played it other than like these people that got to go to these special events. So I got to play Breath of the Wild with like... We played at a special event. Yeah, <laughs> with a human... You know, a human standing next to me watching me play the demo the entire time and remarking on how great I was. You know, like, (laughs) you just don't get that. I've never had that before or since where I, like, felt like the star of the show as I'm playing this video game. It's like I was broadcasting on Twitch and I had an audience of one, but they were super (laughs) attentive to everything I was doing. And, like, you know, I've done that before. (laughs) I've had the one that just keeps commenting to you, mostly on Shin Megami Tensei stuff, but yeah. But even but she would react like if I like fell and lost some heart, she'd be like, "Oh no, I thought you were gonna die." <laughs> like I don't know, she just was very trying to play it up. Yeah, like I make, make it real it. intense. Like yeah. she was doing the job real good and made me feel special. So having played that, like Breath of the Wild, just had all this mystique to it, and then getting the Switch, I got it, and then I had to work that night. It came in the mail, and all I could play was snipper clips at first by myself which <laughs> oh <was> sad <laughs> because i ordered breath of the wild separately because at the time amazon was still doing the uh oh i remember that discount or whatever it was yeah, oh, we, yeah. we we talked i remember you talking about that on the podcast and saying that you were like a dog just like sitting by the window being like huh, is that yeah. the, is that the is that the mail person what's happening <laughs> whenever and whenever i wanted to play breath passed. of the wild yeah. but not just that i wanted to lick the cartridge like i was excited to like <laughs> taste this weird like a dog yeah. Switch thing, yeah. Did you ever taste? So, yes, yeah, so I was totally like a dog. Oh, I did it immediately. Oh, it before I, I even never, I never did it. I'm like, I licked it before I played it. It's like, it's like, I was so excited. It's like world for me. It's wax. like I don't, I'm not. You've never <laughs> licked a it. Switch cartridge. Never. It tastes like Malort. Why not? Why would I? I don't lick. Are you curious after all the talk of how bad I did it. Tastes? it. Let me tell you I'm something. I have a lot of Nintendo cartridges going all the back, to, all the way back to NES. Did I ever have any desire to lick any of them? No. Why would you? Why would you lick things that aren't like ice cream? Because they specifically <laughs> put a flavor in it to keep it from being in your mouth. So I have to try it. Just like a nine volt battery when you're like. I never did that either. I never licked a nine volt battery John, either. you did that. I think I've done that. I, I did ne- it a lot. I never did it. I didn't want to. I'm like, no, I don't want to lick things that aren't food. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's gross. I did it a lot. You know, that so I that, no it was right up my alley. That. Yeah, so I, I did not do it. Never did. I but did yeah, not want to know what it tastes if like. If you remember that night, we recorded a podcast. I was so like, I, I wouldn't say I was pissed, but I was like, kind of see the jokes on here about how like 
everybody wishes they were playing Elden Ring. Like that's kind of like a an ongoing joke now. Like I don't want to work. I wish I was playing Elden Ring. Like that's how it was with Breath of the Wild when it oh, dropped yeah. five years ago. You youngins. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had to go to work, and then I came home, and I had the cartridge, and I played it for like ten minutes, and then we recorded our podcast. And I had to stop playing <laughs> yeah. Breath of the Wild to oh, do yeah. the podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm not that. gonna yeah. lie, I was a little resentful in March, March third, twenty seventeen. Yeah, five years ago, I think it was I had fourth, to do this but... podcast instead of play. But you know what? I'm happy I did because going back now, it's a very authentic reaction to it, and like. Having it in my home just felt like a dream. Like I remember seeing the switch under the glass two weeks before and just being like, this seems like something mythological, like something you like that's so futuristic. Like I won't have it, but like in my head being like, I already bought this. Like I'll have, this is going to show up at my house in two weeks and it showed up and it was beautiful and I had a feel for it. And yeah, Breath of the Wild because of that. And it just had so much hype train surrounding it. I think. Had I not done like you, Trey, midnight release. Or had I done like you, Trey, <laughs> I might have, I might have like just completely overlooked it. But for me, that was the killer app for the Switch, and it was initially. Yeah, we went to. I mean, yeah, Jess and I, we went to midnight release at, at a Best Buy, very cold Best Buy over by Chicago, and we stood in line for a minute. You know, people were in blankets and all that, but we, you know, we already had it reserved, so walked in, uh, got the got the Wii U, got got Breath of the Wild on Wii U because I was like. Fuck you, Twilight Princess. I'm not doing that again. Buying the mm-hmm. Wii U version. And I bought it for Wii U. So that's why it's my number one Wii U game. Because <laughs> I paid... I mean, it was not It was made for Wii U. That's why I'm like... I'm thinking about like the legacy of the Switch. And I'm like, what does the Switch have? It has Wii U games. And like the big game that everybody loves, Breath of the Wild, was a Wii U game. That was, that was, you know, that was ported to the Switch on the same day. So, I mean, it's not really... I mean, Switch is great and portable and all that, but it's like, what does it have really that's unique to it? Not a whole lot, really. It's just I mean, that was a, and it has everything on it. I believe Breath of the Wild by itself was worth the entry price of the Switch. There's probably people out there that will disagree with me, but I think that game has enough value to it that I would agree. You could buy a Switch, and it was just a Breath of the Wild machine entirely. Hey, three hundred bucks just to play this Zelda game, and that's all it does. Yeah, it would have. So the rest of my list isn't going to be that surprising. I mean, obviously, Breath of the Wild wasn't that surprising. I mean, it's a great game. And honestly, I go back I go back to it every once in a while to check it out. And I still think it's great. Like, I intuitively get right back into the systems. And I find myself still feeling like there's stuff to discover, even though I put like 140 hours into it, I think, at this point. It, it it is a I mean it is a great game and I and I think a lot of times about going back to it because I do have it physical and I did want to buy it for Switch and I think about go back and going back and playing and I just have too much else to play you know too many games but anyway I think I can go down the rest of this list pretty quick Animal Crossing is my number two because it's the game I've played the most easily and it, it also was infinitely like playable during the <laughs> beginning of the pandemic like my job closed what the fuck I didn't have a job all of a sudden and like all of a sudden I was just playing this life sim at least eight hours a day, sometimes like 12 hours a day or probably more. And it just became my life for at least a month there between like mid-March and mid-April of 2020. So I can't, I mean, this game was literally like a, a warm blanket to wrap around myself. It was a weighted blanket. That's what it was. It was a weighted blanket to wrap around myself and feel like, you know, I was protected from the harmful rays of the, the pandemic. And, and, and <laughs> like, and I was like, I was like in this, bunker and at least i had animal crossing to like make the 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 harshness of reality like pale in comparison to this like really nice 
utopian animal existence. So yeah, Animal Crossing is number two with a bullet. I even hung out with you guys on New Year's on Animal Crossing and had a great time. We had other people hanging it out with fun. us that weren't even playing Animal Crossing and they still enjoyed it. We, like, we did we did that again this year. I mean, we hung out with uh yeah with Jess's brother on on Animal Crossing on the New Year. So we still do that. Following at number three, surely not a surprise to anyone, Stardew Valley. Yep. Best Switch game that, one. that I've played in regards to like farming and life sim and stuff. I mean, I guess Animal Crossing's a life sim, but farming's kind of shit in that. But Stardew just has more of a like old school feel while having all the new school amenities that make it nice. And Stardew is incredible. And if you haven't played Stardew, please do. It's available. You can get it on your phone. Just play it. Get it's on great. anything. And it's pretty cheap too, right? It's only like 10 bucks or something. And I mean, I've talked about it on the show before, but I've literally like flown all the way to the West Coast and back while playing Stardew the entire time, pretty much. Like, you know, I took short breaks from it, but anytime I had a free moment, I was playing Stardew on Switch and just advancing my island, which was called Table Mustar because I ran out of space. I wanted to call it Table Mustard, but. <laughs> There's no D, so it's called Table Mustar. 100, 155 hours on Stardew Valley for, for Mr. Mikowski here. So there yeah. you go. And you add what I've played on my tablet to it. Yeah. I mean, I know that doesn't count as Switch, but you add what I played on my tablet to it, and I've, I'm well into like the 250 hours region on Stardew. So Stardew Valley, one of the best games ever made. In my opinion, you could sell. I'm going back to the <laughs> what I said earlier about Animal Crossing. Sell the system with just Stardew on it. You could just sell a tablet called Stardew Tablet, and it just had the game Stardew Valley on it, and I think it would be worth 200 bucks on its own. All right, number four, Tetris 99. You oh, also mentioned this, Trey. Yours is slower than I mine. Still, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a game I still go back to on a regular basis, and a lot of the reason for that is because my partner is really good at it. In fact, she's way better than me, so she does kind of inspire like a competitive thing on a local level for me to do better than her. Not because not for any sort of egotistical reasons other than just like, hey, there's a competition happening in this game right now. And I got to show my merit, you know, and it's against her. And she beats me every fucking time, every time. But I love Tetris 99. I love getting the themes. I love revisiting it for those. And Can't wait to play a Scarlet been- Violet Tetris 90 or like Splatoon 3 or whatever else. Yeah. Breath of the Wild 2. We never got a Breath of the Wild theme for Tetris 99. And it's true. I'm against that. We need that. That needs to happen. So get that going. Nintendo Tetris 99 people. Yeah, it's a fantastic game that still supplies happiness for me. And in fact, my partner bought a Nintendo Online subscription just so she could play that. Just so she could have a record of her wins and losses and all of her uh, T-spins and all that. Like She wanted to have a record and she was willing to pay $20 a year to keep track of her Tetris 99 stats. Just did the same thing to create levels in Mario, Super Mario Maker 2. So oh. I uh, before, you know... Before just ever had a switch, so yeah. And coming in at number five, once again, probably not a huge surprise, but a game that just captivated me and just met all of my interests head on that I'd had since I was a child. Pokemon Legends even inspired Arceus. me. <laughs> yeah, even inspired me to buy like books, like that I used to oh, yeah. study yeah. projects back when I was in junior high and high school. Like, and the game's Hades, and it just it treats greek mythology exactly like it needs to be treated like a bunch of horny folks that had way too much power i mean that's any sort of mythology i've read into it was like the gods are horny so good luck with those guys they're horny they're horny and they have a bunch of power so they're gonna kidnap you and make you have their kid or they're gonna 
you know, take you down to the underworld and make you have your kid, or they're going to turn themselves into a cow and you're going to think they're cute. And then they're going to have a kid with you. Like, it's just, it's a lot of really sexy stuff happening. It's because the gods are super carnal for whatever reason in Greek mythology. I guess they wanted to make them as human as possible. That's what sells, man. That was cool at the time, back in the you know negative or BC six hundred or whatever. I mean that. There, yeah. I mean, there's some Old Testament stuff in the Bible that's all about big dicks and big and big uh you know emissions Leviticus as they're called. <laughs> was that was that Leviticus or was it? I thought it was Ezekiel. It's Leviticus Leviticus twenty three twenty. That's my favorite. Oh, well, my favorite. Or no, you're right. It is Ezekiel twenty three twenty. Twenty three twenty. It's yeah. my favorite verse of all time. There she lusted after her lovers, lovers whose genitals were like that of horses and whose emissions were like that of donkeys. It's a great line. That whole chapter Literally is great. All it's all about sex, constant sex. But yeah, <laughs> that's what's sold. So you know. But I love Hades because your character, the, you know, the main character is somewhat uh, uh, aloof, but is also you know a himbo or whatever. Like made himbos popular in the mainstream Twitter gaming community or whatever. But like, just kind of like bubbles through. It's a roguelike. I never thought I liked roguelikes until this game. This game does it perfectly. No one needs to know about Hades. Hades freaking swept everything that year it came out. And for good reason, it's a wonderful, fantastic game. It's super affordable. It's always on sale. Play Hades. God damn, it's a great game. Fifth best game, in my opinion, on the Switch in the last five years. All right, John, top five. Lay, lay it on me. My number one, no surprise, Mario Maker 2. It's the game that I have uh, currently. I'm rounding 1,100 hours on that game now. Yeah, thousands of hours. Yeah, I just played it earlier today. You know, it just it never ends. You play it every day. I see. I see you on there. You play it like almost every day. It seems like I play pretty much every day. Yeah, it's it's infinite Mario levels. It's it's something you know. What what Nintendo fan doesn't dream of that? It's right there. You know, they're a varying quality. Uh, it can be hit or miss. I wish that the interface was better. I wish the social aspect was better. I wish that uh, the way that you find the levels was better and you can make playlists and all that. So I have so many improvements I would make to Mario Maker 3. It's a game, every, everything that makes it uh, you know great could be improved just by the interface. Uh, I'm hoping that Mario Maker 3 comes soon. It's a shame um, they like kind of, they kind of like, uh, yeah, sort of canned their their uh, support of it pretty early. There, we didn't get. I mean, we got some updates, but they didn't really take a lot to try to fix the things that were. Wrong I don't think they it. know what they have with that game. Like, it it could be really, really big. Everybody loves Mario. Everybody loves Mario. If they just gave that game some more love uh, with the with the social aspect to make it its own like sort of mini social network where you can discover new levels. First of all, I think that would have ripple effects on other other games. You know, if you if you could implement a better social aspect to Mario Maker, it, 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 it would it would greatly impact other other similar type games. I think it could um, be a games of service kind of thing. Yes, all they read, all they really need to do is like do what like they did for Mario Golf and Mario Tennis, and just have like a a monthly thing you can do like well they used to do a, that. a monthly event like out. they should make it where you can unlock those uh those like amiibo sprites that you weren't able to have in super mario maker 2 yeah bring like those the, back bring well bring them like just do a monthly thing like here you need to like score so high on this level or beat a certain amount of levels or whatever in this month and then you'll get 
the sprite of Luigi or something like that. You'll get, you unlock these amiibo sprites that you couldn't have before. Like I, that would take me back to playing it if they did something like that. Right. Cause I still play, I play Mario golf all the time because of that. I just unlocked the new shy guy colors that just came out two days ago because I'm like chomping at the bit for that shit. I'm always like, what's the new, what's the yeah. new color? What's the new color? I want to see, you know? So, so right, right now the way to find good Mario maker levels is not to use the, their, uh, the menus that they have. It's to go to discord. And there's all kinds of discords. There's an active Mario Maker community out there Well, where you have the stupid long chain of numbers and letters that you have to look at your phone and copy into your Switch. And it's it's all there. It's just, you know, if they could find a way to make it, make the interface better, man, that would that would do a lot for this game. My number two is Hitman. And I'm not saying Hitman 3. I'm saying, you know, because all of Hitman is on there. And that game is just phenomenal. I, I passed 400 hours last week uh, with no sign of stopping. Um, they, they did the update uh, where they added the uh, elusive target arcade. We've got a new whole new mode coming sometime soon. Hopefully uh, they didn't announce the date for that yet, but what's, which is like the uh, roguelike mode. Uh, yeah, it, it's, this game is phenomenal and it's, it's, I'll say it again, the most, replayable single player game that I think I have ever played. I find something new every single time. Next was uh Zelda. Um, and yeah, I was like Breath of the Wild. I put Zelda on there, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Do I put it before or after Hitman 3? Uh you know, I, I put it just behind Hitman 3 just because again the the hours. Uh 400 hours on Hitman. I think I have 275 on also Breath you have the Wild. still got to be a big game. Also, you haven't yes. returned to it. You haven't come back. I, I think it's because of the... I mean, you kind of screw yourself over by getting any sort of physical because Super Mario Maker 2 is your physical game and that holds dominance over your system. So yep. I feel like nothing else gets in there because you want... You should have got, got Mario Maker Digital is what should have happened. <laughs> so then you just always have yeah. it and you could flip other physicals in there, you know? Knowing what we know now, you should have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I wish like there was a way that you could get or that you, hindsight. you could buy the game digital and like all your saved data from the physical version. You know, it is like the same whether you want to play it digital or or physical or whatever. I mean, you can, uh, but you have to pay extra. Well, you got to buy it again. But I mean, well, yeah. I mean, uh, Witcher Three did that. I think that's the only game that's done that though, where it lets you get like both versions. Where if you bought a physical, you can download yeah. it from digital. But it, it, I think they're afraid of you giving the code away to a friend and then they lose a sale over Say, that. I would pay like 10 extra bucks to like download something that I already bought physical. Like, right. Yeah. I would do that too. Kind of like when they used to do like a dollar to like get the, the ROM that you'd had on the Wii when you had the Wii U. Oh, yeah. Some of them were like 50 cents. Like, yeah, because you, you had to upgrade it from the Wii to the Wii U. Yeah. So, yeah, Zelda's number three. And I got to be at that game. I gotta, I gotta play through. I gotta, I gotta play through it at least I'll before two comes out. Soon. At least before, yeah, Breath before of two, two for sure. whenever that happens. Or is Rocket League? That's another five hundred hour game that I, that I have. Um, it's just pick up and play. You know, I go through phases with that where I'm really into it, and then I, then I'm cold on it for a while. I go back into it and I play it, um, you know, for a hundred hours, and then I stop. So I can see that coming back around sometime soon. And I just saw today actually, there's still. I mean, that game still goes strong. They they they're bringing in. There's like the Batman, Batman stuff on there, right? Like Robert yeah. Pattinson, Batman stuff, and all that, which I heard was yeah, good. I just noticed that so, today. Yeah, the Batman. The Batman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the the whatever. 
And my number five is our 2018 game of the year, The Messenger. I love that game. It's it's just... Yeah, I thought about trying to work The Messenger in there. I think Sea of Stars is going to be a bigger one for me just because of the RPG aspect of it. And, and God, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Like all the stuff I've well, seen. Well, now that we really know... Like, like, looks incredible. Yeah. And they're doing preview. And that's supposed to come out in 2022 also. So, I mean, that one's going to be definitely a contender for me because the I think the one of the guys who made it is in that rpg group that i that i'm in because mm-hmm. they keep posting videos of it and i'm like that looks so good it really looks really good like really really good yeah the messenger is like you know if i if if we were going to six out I'll, I'll put animal crossing in number six that was kind of a battle between those two but ultimately I, I sided with the messenger because you know animal crossing being a game that you can play forever i'm not playing it anymore versus the messenger at its uh 25 hours that i've, I've put into that game man every moment of that game was packed it was just quality through and through i i i, I don't think i was really playing any other games when i played that it was just that was all i wanted to play i wanted to play mm-hmm. through that from start to finish and for a, a 2d as far as the like the new 2d you know 8-bit 16-bit retro games i think this is this is my favorite for sure for like uh indies that call back on that retro they style. nailed it they absolutely nailed it. They, they nailed the the changing between styles and stuff like. That. Well, especially yeah, the, and it, I thought the music was done really well too. Yeah, where it goes from like the, the NES music, to yeah. the to kind of like, I feel like it's more of a Genesis than Super I think Nintendo, the but still was a like, huge yeah. reason why this game's so memorable for me too. Like, the oh yeah, there was no reason that they had to throw in all those stories and everything, but they did, and they were hilarious, and I read every single one of them. Oh yeah, and they added so much character to the story. Every. It had that had a real personality all of its own and a real good sense of humor. <laughs> like, what was the? There was like a direct reference to Ninja Gaiden right at the beginning. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, well, I mean, it's on. It's in there. It's on the game. I mean, you could right. tell looking at the game. They're obviously going for the Ninja Gaiden stuff. Right. But I enjoy. But I enjoyed the Messenger much much better than I did any of the Ninja Gaiden originals. So I mean, me too. Like I never really liked Ninja Gaiden that much, but I liked the Messenger a lot. So I mean, it was much different. But no Ninja Gaiden games were too hard. I thought they were too hard, but the messenger, it was the perfect level of challenge. I, I, I thought it was never unfair. I thought the, the controls were fun, like zipping around that, that, uh, you know, he throws it out the line and pulls himself toward the tree or whatever. Like that was fun. And doing the double jump mm-hmm. where you had to, if you hit an enemy and then you could get another jump from that. Or you could like, kind of like jump off their head almost and then jump again. Kind of right. Well, it was like, mm-hmm. no, it was like, if you, if you hit them, then you gain if you like oh you yeah, jumped, yeah you slash somebody with your sword yeah. then you gain, you gain another jump to use yeah. whenever yeah. you want yeah. yeah not like you're bouncing off their head yeah it was kind of there was an old x-men game on super nintendo where you could do that with psylocke where you hit him and then you could like kind of flip back around and hit him again like kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of that but yeah no i i went i went back and watched all my videos of uh of, of all my favorite games of the year since the switch launched like just to like refresh my memory and like messenger was on there and i really considered it for a second but for my top five because i was like i you know let's see what i had at the top for so long and i thought about putting ease eight in there but i'll say yeah but it's kind of like i mean it's like a it's like a port sort of i was trying to find some stuff that's like kind of original to the switch even though i, I wanted to work celeste in there i wanted to work moon in there like there's these games that just had feelings for me i know dragon different. quest 11 like isn't like an original switch game but it kind of is because part of dragon quest 11 was from the dragon quest 11 3ds game so like the 2d yeah. stuff that was in there so i mean it's i still like it feels like nintendo had a big place in that and you know i was trying to look for like first party stuff that are like unique like like you know mario, mario kart 8's great but i would never put that on there because that's a port you know like 
that that type of thing, you know, was where I was going. But yeah, no, I think we all have great lists, and I think we did did this every birthday. But I think it's always good to like reevaluate like what you love on the system and all that stuff, and you know, be like these are still my favorites. And I guess we're, we're which going. I would say uh, mine probably hasn't changed a whole lot. Maybe I felt too self conscious to include Hades, but last year or whatever. But you still think about it. So. I mean, it's number five with a bullet. <laughs> Everything's with a bullet mm-hmm. on your list. It's five bullets in a row. A loaded gun complex, cock and bullet. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we've gone kind of long on this, but we do have to, before we go, I want to mention the new achievement, achievement quote unquote system on the, on the Switch yeah. now. <laughs> uh, they added a thing, and it's, and it's only, weirdly enough, it's all also only for Nintendo Switch Online people. But now they're, now you can get like, it's like a new way for you to get platinum points for your My Nintendo is through doing things in games. And I'm all for that. Like I was, when I first heard about it, I'm like, Oh man, the first one's going to be beat Majora's mask. And I'm already doing that. So yeah, but no, it's like, it's so minimal. It's like play (laughs) Mario one. Okay. Uh, play a game that has online capabilities. Uh, okay. Uh, get a game backed up. Well, if you play anything, your game is backed up. So it was all like, turn on your switch for one minute. Okay, here's some points. You know, it was like very, very minimal. I hope that later it gets into cooler stuff like beat a game or something, you know, or see credits or whatever. You know, I would like to see that in there. It kind of intentionally created itself to be like, this should have launched when the switch did because we're starting at the beginning. I was I was actually thinking the other day about like how there hasn't been any new profile stuff for a long time. And I really wanted like new profile icons. So I had been thinking about that. Well, you and Jess both have new icons. I saw that. We do, yeah. Uh, I actually told Jess about it. I was real excited. I was like, hey, uh, you know, you can put all these new Animal Crossing characters on your profile. And they were like, what? And then we like went right to it. And it took forever for us to figure it out, though, because you have to do it through the Nintendo Switch Online app. Like, so you can't weird. do it through like, the icon. You have to like create your own icon in the app, and then it'll automatically add it to your profile. It's like, what? Because, yeah, we were going through the thing and we couldn't find, like, we're just making new me's and, like, couldn't figure out why, why we can't switch it. But it's it's kind of interesting. So, what they're, they're basically giving you all of the characters who have birthdays in March in Animal Crossing. So, I... So I made mine into Megan because Megan's one of my villagers, and uh, and that's and that's what we did. Uh, I just just did uh, the um, uh, the like octopus spaghetti ball guy. Uh, oh, uh, uh, takoyaki. The takoyaki guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They made it that. So so it was cool. I mean, I was excited about that. And there's some Mario Odyssey ones there that are only available for a week. And I already had like 350 platinum points that I'm just not using for anything. So I'm like, well, well, I've lost I'll, so many. I'll, I'll buy some of these. Away. You yeah, know, me yeah. too. So I bought. So I, many of my platinum points have just been flushed down the digital toilet. Oh, oh me too, because I don't use them. But I still had. I, got to, like I still had three hundred fifty for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. Sudoku or wherever that was, and then I got. Uh, or no, it was a uh, Picto Cross, Picto Chat, whatever it was, and then I got um, the WarioWare game that was like the Warrior only Touched. DS game. Yeah. That was put on the 3DS, but. Well, there's a snapped, the DSi one. That's true. That's on there too. I'm just waiting on some good physical rewards. It would be nice too if they. I don't think that's a thing. Well, they've got they've got some already. I mean, the so. I got the there was the there was the um, Xenoblade stickers that I tried to get yep. and couldn't get them, and then a friend of the show, uh, one of our listeners, sent them to me, which is pretty cool. He got them get like a so I didn't get those Xenoblade stickers. Phone ring, you know those things you stick on the back of your phone to put your finger in. Yeah, I don't like. There's those. a highly shield of those, um, but yeah, there's nothing that's really caught my eye. I've got. On, on 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 my profile, I've got my digital piggy bank full 
of of platinum coins and i've never spent one um you can get some new icon yeah, so pictures with it <laughs> you can do that yeah but, maybe yeah. but what i hope i hope they bring back as long as they're bringing this focus on platinum coins and everything yeah i hope they bring back the physical reward of the year or whatever it was yeah oh yeah i got uh, a statues that was so cool well i mean i got a speaking of earlier in the show uh, i got the majora's mask uh double disc cd from that oh uh but didn't really? you also get the uh did you get the messenger bag no that was max who got that no i got the messenger bag i have the majora's yeah, the mask messenger bag bag. As well. yeah. yeah max also got that who we had on our majora's mask we did yeah i, th- I, th- I thought about it. him for a second because he was on our double digits. episode before yeah. yeah no uh yeah no i have that bag and i, I it's got so cheap it's yeah, like no, it might as well be one of those recyclable grocery bags. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. Great, <laughs> it's not a great bag. But uh, I remember I got it because I would go into GameStop and like pull all the because because mm-hmm. all their used games would still have the codes in there. So I pulled all these codes for like for like Imagine Party Babies and like Horse Racers or whatever. All these ones that nobody had ever used, and I had to do all these. I had to do all these stupid surveys about like horse racing games that I've never played, and <laughs> I had to just you know whatever. But it, it got me enough points to get that bag. Plus, like there was the, um, there was like the the Metroid. Uh, there was like the NES Remix Metroid shirt that got sold out really quick. That just bought for me from eBay. Like also back, also back there somewhere, they got me the uh, Luigi's Mansion statue that was all, also got sold out really quickly. Got that from eBay. So yeah, there was a lot of really cool stuff that was in there. Luigi's Mansion too. I thought about putting in my top five also, but it didn't make it. But yeah, we should uh, put a pin in it here because we've been going for a while. But it's the fifth anniversary, so why not have a deluxe episode for the Nintendo I don't know. Switch, I would kind of like which if is you very put deluxe. a little uh, clip in here from our April Fool's episode. I believe it was 2016. We were like, this week on Nintendo Main, Jeremy and I got our hands on an NX, and we're going to talk about it. Like We made like a, a joke about the NX, and then like later on that year, they actually did reveal it as a switch but i can throw yeah, it just at the kind end. of a testament yeah kind of a, a testament to us being like hanging out for so long being industry insiders for one day <laughs> yeah waiting for nintendo to get back to where it was and now now nintendo's back at the top of the heap and we we were there the whole time so nintendo, it's pretty cool yeah yes we were there at your low point we're still yeah, we were with point. you when you weren't cool when you were cool then you weren't cool then you're cool again and then you weren't cool we were there for all of it yep so I own two virtual boys, Nintendo, if you're listening, <laughs> which I hope they're listening because of, you know, new copyright laws and all that. I have uh, I have like two GameCubes and like five Wii's. So, you know, I, I uh, no, but I have way too many Wii's <laughs> just because I don't know. I have a bunch of them. I don't even know why I have. We so have many. two Wii's at our house, so I get it. But we have three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have I have multiple. I have like a, a, a couple NES's also and whatever. Mm-hmm. Same two and two SNES's. Yep. You have two now? Because I, I remember I gave you one of my SNESs. Did you get another one? One is Shauna's. Oh, okay. Her childhood idiot or SNES. Jess's Jess's brother sent me sent me his uh his like plug for his SNES because the other thing that's all that worked. So he's like, here's the plug in case your in case your go, yours goes out. And I thought that was nice. I bet he just needs to change a fuse. Yeah, it's because it, I guess the rest of the system wasn't working, but whatever. But yeah, thanks thanks for anybody who uh, listened this long to our episode. Um, if you like us and you want to hear more of us, go to patreon.com slash main podcast. We have our number two episode on number twos on there. Also, I just put up the playlist of intros and outros in between music for February. Just came up a couple hours. Well, not 
yesterday, uh, last night, I put them up. It was up like in the morning of yesterday. It comes out on the first day of the of the month or whatever. I don't know. Time is confusing to me. But no, the, the past couple days, I put it up there. You can listen to it at the $5 level. And it's got a lot of great music from uh, Pokemon Arceus and a lot of farty music in there too. So in the intro, I say it's great, but smelly. I said it's great, but smelly. Because <laughs> it's got the little... <laughs> It's got the fart stuff from the from the uh, number twos and all that stuff. But yeah, check it out. I thought it was good. Thought it was a good list and all that. Five dollar members, you can check that out. One dollar members will check. We'll get to hear the bonus, the bonus monthly thing, which comes out in the middle of the month and all that. Also uh, on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain, at Nintendo underscore domain, and at JMaxStack, you can find us on there for Jeremy and I, and also Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast, YouTube dot com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Just Google Nintendo Main Podcast, you'll find it there. And thanks so much for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Bukowski. I'm John Litter. And we'll see you next week. See ya See ya times five years. This week on Nintendo Main, we found out what the name is. Nintendo Switch? I didn't see that coming. Is it okay if I touch the screen? Tell them about the touch screen.